0: ...in a world where people actually watch the stuff their friends recommend. This is I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine! John, what is up? Huh? Are you on America's Most Wanted? We won't turn you in! Yeah, come on out with it. You're among friends. Snoopy friends. Forget it. You are creating the mystery here. Obviously, you have something you'd like to say. Say it. Well, maybe I. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Harry, three. stop.
1: There is something I'm tempted to tell you. I think. I've never done this before. And I wonder how it would pan out. <laughs> I wonder if I could ask you a silly question.
0: John, we're teachers. We answer silly questions all the time.
2: Hey!
1: What if a man from the Upper Paleolithic survived until the present day? What do you mean, survived? Never died? Yes. What would he be like?
0: Oh, I know some guys. You ever been to the Ozarks?
1: <laughs> it's an interesting idea. What are you, working on a science fiction story? Say I am. What would
0: he be like? Pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Well, seriously, as as Art's book title suggests, he might be like any of us. Dan, a caveman?
0: Oh yeah, a caveman. You know, I could listen to Tony Todd uh, talk just all day long. Now that I think of it, uh, I guess if one wanted to, you could just run this movie on repeat and watch it five times in a row. Uh, Or better yet, uh, go into a dark room, stare into a mirror, and say Andy five times. Call that fast and deadly. Method. Greetings, lookers! Welcome to this edition of I'll look at yours if you look at mine. The podcast is one part movie discussion, one part game show, where we never know what we're watching next. I'll be your host, Ben Mitchell, and you can find me on Twitter and most social media with the handle at red hen Media one Just look for that red hem icon. Welcome to the fifth and final episode of series nine. And the series theme is modern sci-fi, for which we've all secretly submitted one movie, including an audience choice selection. And we all guess who submitted what in our Who Done It segment. And at the end of the series, the winner is awarded a Who Dundee trophy, along with a bonus prize. This series prize is a $25 gift card and a one-of-a-kind fantasy dragon. Senior. I know what you're asking. One-of-a-kind? Would you have me believe that some company went through all the trouble of designing and manufacturing a fantasy dragon pen fan just to make a one-off? Yes. But only because. Sometimes it's just more funner to go along with a bit. So, jump on board and buckle up. You're riding shotgun. If you want to submit for the audience choice, go to redheadmedia.com slash audience choice. The Series 10 category is Eastern Animation, and it is live, there's still time to submit your choice. And we may watch and discuss your picnic series. Again, that is redheadmedia.com slash audience choice. But today, we will be discussing The Man from Earth, a cerebral sci-fi drama feature film currently streaming on Boot, Tube, Fandor, Plex, and Freevee. You gotta have Freevee in there. So welcome everyone to this very special episode. Today, we will discuss whether or not a movie that looks like it was shot for lifetime can deliver entertainment value well above its weight class and overall production value, wah, wah. Uh, But if so, how? But, you know, I'm not just talking to myself here on a desert island, though it might sound like it in the lack of reactions. Uh, there are other people stranded on this desert island with me. And frankly, we'd rather discuss movies than forage for food and water, right, guys? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm here today with my distinguished co-host, who probably assume that there is an avocado toast vendor conveniently located behind my back. So we'd better join their doomed millennial Alvo Toast Venture already in progress. Hey, gang. Howdy. Hey. hey. Hello. <laughs> Good to be here with y'all. With us today, the provocative one, Mr.
3: Devin Schwartz. Well, the game is on.
0: Indeed it is, sir. The 14,000-year game. Let's plod hmm. into it. <laughs> and my good friend, the <laughs> incendiary, James Pepe. It's it's a me, James
1: Pepe. How long how long have you been a disembodied head?
0: As <laughs> yeah, long as like, I can remember. Yeah. What's that movie with the disembodied head? Uh uh, it was uh Baron Munchausen. Did you ever see that one, Pepe? You saw that one.
1: You're Pepe. You've no, I haven't seen that. One. I I know it's on my it's on my. Oh my, my god!
0: All right, all right. Well, if you like disembodied heads, go check out there in Yeah. Do you
1: think Do you think they originally wanted Do you think they originally wanted Gary Oldman for this <laughs> for the lead, and then they're like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just name him John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they couldn't get, <laughs> and They couldn't. they couldn't pull down Gary.
1: That's
0: that's a good observation. I was like, Oldman's not a real name, but then you just proved me wrong right now. So... <clears laughs> <laughs> there is another <laughs> old man, right, Yoda? Yeah. Um, okay. Joining us today, the irrepressible gentleman, Jim Scott. Hey, Jim.
2: Hey, and greetings, gentle listeners and friends. Happy to be here to discuss this
0: movie. Super excited to be here and to discuss this movie with you all. But before we dive into that, let's start. By checking today's headlines. Okay.
4: Extra extra. Extra extra read all about
0: it. Almost got ahead of myself. Uh so let's start with Mr. Devin Schwartz. Did you find anything of note in the media today?
3: Yeah, I found this in the uh sort of uh, gossip column, I guess you'd call it, uh, local sort of intrigue. Uh, this headline reads: "Local man proves that fourteen thousand years of experience is still not enough to make you an interesting dinner party guest."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: must add liquor and plenty of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Johnny Walker <done> Green. <laughs>
4: That's
0: right. Yeah. I didn't even know they came in green um also my fear is that i'm the annoying guy that makes terrible jokes like that one actor um in this movie
1: oh no, <laughs> but, no, man, like, am, no. I, am i that
0: guy am i that guy i'm that guy aren't i Uh oh no
1: of, of course <laughs> not yes yes he is
0: <laughs> <laughs> moving on folks Okay, James Pepe, I know you got something good. What did you find in the, yeah, in the yeah, headlines yeah. today, so, sir? So
1: this, I guess technically this isn't a headline. I, I pulled this little clip from a review of this movie I found, this little line. Okay, all right, all right. Lay it on us. The reviewer, the, the reviewer says, in a movie in which a man is supposed to be both 14,000 years old and Jesus, the most unbelievable thing in the film is that Harry claims to be a second-degree black belt. <laughs> <laughs> Totally.
0: That's where they needed the plant payoff, you know, where they show him like chopping through an ice block earlier. Yeah, right. Yeah. Otherwise, because it was unbelievable. Like, come on, you, you frail, frail man. Right. (laughs) A stiff, a stiff drink or a a light breeze would knock him over. Yeah. Yeah, Excellent point. Excellent point. Okay. Jim Scott, gentlemen, Jim Scott, what have you got for us? from today's headlines sir
2: yeah I pulled this one fresh off the press of Entertainment Weekly about this movie Um, yeah prestigious yeah and the headline reads the previous shopped around title for this movie was Weekend at Boomers
0: (laughs) 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 nice very good thank you for those excellent headlines guys I really enjoyed that uh, nice little icebreaker there. Uh, so let's now go into our rundown and see what we're talking about here. Just faxing my dad a hey, rundown. Our boss, Charles Miner just demanded a rundown. And... Jim from The Office just handed the dossier to me. So let's see what I have for us on The Man from Earth. Take it away, me. Okay, so as you heard, the title of the movie is The Man from Earth. It came out in 2007. It is a cerebral sci-fi drama feature film with a nice synopsis that, uh, that reads thus. I'm picking up the back of the uh, VHS now. An impromptu goodbye party for Professor John Oldman becomes a mysterious interrogation after the retiring scholar reveals to his colleagues he has a longer and stranger past than they can imagine. Garnered a 100% critical and an 85% audience on the tomato meter, and a respectable 7.9 out of 10 rating on IMDb
1: i'm sorry 7.9 is good on
0: imdb that's the high score. yeah yeah no it's it's respectable yeah absolutely uh, yeah it's like getting a 90 on rotten uh, tomatoes i feel like if you're in the in the high sevens low eights. Um, Yeah. um I mean, so the, the, the scores on
1: imdb are usually kind of low, low yeah they,
0: they come in low they come in low there's some ruiners out there apparently um so it was directed by one richard shankman uh, written by the acclaimed writer jeremy bixby and stars a, a pretty big cast we'll give you the top three names david lee smith tony todd who i mentioned before lovely voice and john billingsley it didn't get a it, for some reason doesn't have a rating it's unrated um and i'm not sure why maybe have a
1: theatrical release
0: it must not have because you kind of it would have to have it didn't i didn't come across that in in the little research that i did i didn't do like a super deep dive on this one i got more kind of into the author but um it did i had this open and then i had to uh reboot everything there we go it did pick up five wins and two nominations for awards uh the, this one's uh a, a friend of ours of this series specifically uh the academy of science fiction fantasy and horror films usa in 2008 won the oh no it it was a nominee excuse me this is the nominee for the saturn award for best dvd release so i'm wondering if it just did not get a a, a theater release um and it was a nominee at the golden moon award at the fair island film festival which i have never heard of. Um, winner best screenplay and youth jury award oh interesting this is kind of a cerebral picture for uh i would imagine young people to award but i guess they liked it so picked up two awards at the malaga international week of fantastic cinema 2008 um this is an obscure one port uh, international film festival won the best feature award best picture and uh, the acclaimed and world famous Rhode Island International Film Festival. It oh, wow. uh, won. It, yeah. t- it took first. Yeah, it took first and grand prize. So you can take first prize and grand prize, apparently. Wow. Uh, best feature Richard Shankman, best screenplay uh, Jeremy Bixby. Uh, so, real, uh, real quick, I'll bring it up. Oops. Okay the ring up. Yeah, know, so, uh, I just wanted to rampant. mention
3: uh, about the rating. So, uh, other than the film festival, oh, it, it was only released in theaters in Hemet, California, and Pittman, New Jersey. That is it. <laughs> Two towns got it in the theaters. Really? and never had a full theatrical release. It was released I mean, on those iTunes. Are, those in are like
1: real film mechas. Oh, oh, right. Of course, those
3: places. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Pitman, New Jersey. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. Yeah. If yeah. Your, totally. If your movie doesn't make it to Pitman, it's not making it anywhere, buddy. No way. Sorry to. When
1: all... you get into Pitman, you know you've made it, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a notch. Um. So, so I don't know about where they were doing it, but uh, when, when films do that, they'll release it at the minimum amount of theaters they need to for the minimum amount of time to make them uh not capable it makes them uh,
3: uh qualify
0: to receive uh like awards like cinematic awards so that's probably why they even bothered to do it
3: uh also I, this might be part of your rundown so stop me if uh, do you have anything about BitTorrent on your rundown this is just fascinating it happens Nothing. to be in the same paragraph no. okay no so yeah the, yeah I
1: read I read that too. the producer
3: yeah. Eric Wilkinson publicly thanked users of BitTorrent which is a pirating website Uh, who distributed the film without Mm -hmm. express permission, saying that it lifted the profile of the film far beyond the financier's expectations. So the film actually became much more popular because people were pirating it illegally. And so the producer thanked them for it, which is pretty crazy. Oh my
0: God. I maybe even have been guilty. Wait, it was the statute of limitations on downloading (laughs) uh, a pirated movie it's uh, it's yeah, been it's over 10 years it's been yeah, like it's been like 15 years yeah, i'm probably yeah. safe I, i'm not saying i did but it's possible i might have i don't have that good of a memory allegedly. that may be the allegedly. way i saw this yeah allegedly i it may allegedly. have occurred but that is maybe how i first saw this i'm not sure um but it's possible from that era um interesting well thank you for that um i could get into trivia but why don't we just um instead of doing that why don't we play Rundown Recreation? Yay. Okay. So the Rundown Recreation today is going to be trivia. Um, I'm calling it the, it could not fit on the title. So I'm calling it the End of Semester Easy Professor True and False Quiz. Because you know how some professors will do that final test. Yeah. It's all true and false, baby. And you're like, woohoo, hot am. Because I got drunk last night. So, um, here we here we go. End of semester, easy professor, true, false quiz. If the contestants would uh, drop the lower thirds, I want you to write the answer that you think it is, whether it's true or false on your card, and then uh, we'll reveal what you uh, answered, and I'll tell you if it was true or false, and uh, reward yourself a point if you get it correct. Okay. Okay. So okay, you guys ready to play a little end of semester, easy professor, true, false quiz?
3: Without further ado.
0: Here is your first true or false question. True or false, there is a The Man From Earth TV series announced by AMC that is set to premiere in 2024. Um, That I have a comment, I will surely exhaustively badger you all to watch, i.e. The Sandman. Um, So that is your question there is a true or false there is a man from earth tv series announced by amc that is set to premiere in 2024 and i definitely will badger you all to watch it i same okay go ahead and reveal your answers Devin's a false pepe is I'm a false. false and jim is a true um the answer is that it is not true it is false but if it were true, I really would batch you all exhaustively to check
3: that.
4: So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bullet dodge. Okay. I can't imagine that being a TV show. At least not, not these things. Back when, like, uh, Quantum Leap was in the air, I feel like it could it could go up against Quantum Leap. But uh, now
0: it is. They'd have to give it a little more edge. Yeah. Related question. Second question. True or false, there is a 2017 sequel called The Man From Earth Hollow Scene that enjoys a tepid 5.2 rating on IMDb. And when you lock in, reveal your answers. Andrew. Okay. Got a true, a true, and a true. That is all true. All award yourselves one point. We have two points, Stephanie, two points, Stephanie, and one point, Jim. Third question true or false? Along with 2007's The Man from Earth, acclaimed writer Jeremy Bixby wrote for Star Trek, the original series, as well as having penned the 1966 sci-fi film, Fantastic Voyage. True or false? I'm gonna say true. Okay, we got one true. Three truths. award yourselves one more point. That is absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. true. But is this one true oh, me too, me too. or false? <laughs> Along with 2007's The Man From Earth, acclaimed writer Jeremy Bixby had his short story, <laughs> it's Good Life, adapted to an episode for the Twilight Zone original series as, as receiving credit for a 2003 adaptation titled, It's Still a Good Life. <laughs> True or false? True. It's like I'm hammering Me too. on true here. Hammer that true and award yourselves another yeah. point. Vim's true facts. Okay, true or false? Tony Todd was the first person cast cast this movie. No time to Google it, lock those answers in.
3: I'm going to say a, false. A false.
0: I'm going to say true just
1: because he seems like the biggest star in the movie.
0: That one was so true.
1: That, one that was my
0: really yeah. bad Tony Todd. No one can voice Tony Todd with Tony Todd. Uh, yeah, so Pepe taking the lead by a point. Uh, Jim, you're back two, and Devin, you trail by one. So um, we'll give you the, here's a bonus question. Uh, worth two points. True or false? Director Richard Shankman appears in the film as one of the movers because he always appears in every movie that he directs. True or false?
1: Lock in those answers. Is he, is he like Stephen
0: We have false. False from Devin. I'm gonna, false I'm gonna from Jim. False Thank you and false from Epe. FA. Award yourselves each two points because it is Yeah. The director, Richard Shankman, has had always appeared in a cameo in his previous movie and he wanted to appear as the mover, but due to the need to choreograph the cast for the moving scene, he reluctantly decided to forego his cameo and instead hired another person to be the second mover. So, that leaves us with Pepe. I think it took the lead there. Yeah, I think I ended up with six, six points. Nice, a healthy six points, and is the today's winner of Rundown Recreation. So, what does that yeah. what does that leave us overall with the uh, series, the Rundown Recreation belt,
3: if you will? Yeah, our end-of-series run-on-occasion winner, uh, for which there is no prize, uh, is Give him a piece of me, get him out of here. Uh, with 14 and a half points. Uh, leading behind me, Pepe at number two at nine and a half. Uh, ben, that's you're nice. at six. And Jim, five, just for the points he got today. is the his first points on the board this series. <laughs> oh, wow. that, that's kind of what <laughs> nice. he's saying. He's kind of saying he won. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're
1: telling me that you're telling me that you, the scorekeeper, won.
3: Uh, p- uh, pay no attention to the man behind uh, the curtain. I
0: don't know. Seems pretty. <laughs> right, right, Pepe, though, you mm. cleaned up today.
1: I did. Yeah, I got. I knew. I I knew a little bit about um, the writer just because I knew he wrote for like Star Trek and uh, uh, Twilight Zone.
0: Oh, you knew that. I knew Okay, it was so like you're a, familiar with the TV, TV writer. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Old school. Yeah, cool. Like Madman era. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that concludes today's rundown for The Man from Earth. I hope you all enjoyed that. um Why don't we figure out the biggest mystery of the entire series? Who done it? <laughs> we've reached the segment where we guess and reveal who is responsible for this week's submission winner with the most correct guesses at the end of the series will win a who dundee award our current suspects include me uh, okay well it's it's kind of good that to. this yeah it's kind of good that this went last to be honest because I've mentioned this movie enough, that you guys probably would have known it was mine. I suspect. Let me ask you that: Would you have known it was mine? Did you know? Would you have known it was mine if we still had other people? Because I have mentioned I this so. movie a couple times before. Okay. Well, that shows how much we listen to each other. Devin had a similar comment last year, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only we paid attention I... to each other, that would have been a free point. I, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> However, I, I don't if remember the last talking episode, about this,
0: but I might have guessed it nonetheless. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I can see that too. Just, just a good old honest guess. Exactly. So yes, it was me. Uh, I chose this movie. That is correct. Which brings us basically to uh, why done it? Why did I choose this movie? And I have a reason. Okay. So yeah. I as someone who is striving to be in at first at least an indie feature film director uh I need to know if movies that have no budget uh can stand on a solid script with um you know some some name actors but like no A-list stars in it and um a movie that's compelling without having a ton of visual effects and not necessarily looks like a lifetime movie I think I can probably do better than that but, uh, you know, Bixby's a great writer. Uh, I'm, I'm more curious if I was curious how I thought the movie would stand up, because I haven't seen it in a, maybe since a little bit after it came out. Uh, I think I might have caught it at the end of it on TV once or twice over the years, because it does get some play out there. Um, but I was much more curious about how it would play for you guys. Um, and I'm not even sure if y'all have seen it yet. So why don't we start there? Uh, who's seen it? I saw it around no. when it came out.
1: I had never even heard of this. you know, i can't I can't remember if I'd seen this before. Um, I feel like I may have um, probably in a similar way to how you allegedly might have seen this uh, the, for the first time also. <laughs> so, yeah, but I don't remember I don't remember.
0: So going into it kind of new. and uh, gentleman Jim Scott. yeah,
2: I have heard of this title before
0: but I did not know what the movie was about, nor have I seen it. Cool. Well, that's actually great for me because with you guys all going into it fresh, um, we'll get some fresh opinions, like kind of not out of the area it came out in, which was a little bit more, uh, you might've noticed the camera work that I mentioned is it was not shot on the best of cameras. It was like Panasonic 100s, a couple of Panasonic 100s. Uh, yes. looks grainy and low budget um nevertheless um uh, my viewing was actually i thought it would be worse than i remembered but it was actually better than i remembered for me i actually really enjoyed it i i had a fun watch and um you know had the feelings at the appropriate moments and what i liked about this one personally is like they do push the line where it's like kind of on the nose and cheesy with john oldman but then they always remember they're mindful and address it in the script at least like so you go know, my old man like what else have you gone by paleo this that you know so you addressed it there and then like stuff also happened where i was like whoa that's a little over the top but then they addressed it with some like um they always addressed it with some some sort of like uh exposition later like uh, when the psychiatrist pulled the gun on him like that was like crazy uh, but then they explained that he had just lost his wife and this specific kind of topic really like messed with him. Um, so I thought that they did a good job of of tying up those types of things where I thought maybe they were pushing it. But I'm much more curious how your guys' viewing was. Did it hold your interest, interest at all? Was it um, Did it need more uh, capes and and hammers of the gods or, or was this kind of uh, cerebral sci-fi enough to
3: keep your interest? uh i mean i'll go first i guess i so my my enjoyment of the movie was kind of a bell curve uh you could say like i the initial look of it obviously and even um i I guess i mean i guess the the premise you don't even really know until you get into it i guess so the first like 15 minutes are just deeply boring and look horrible (laughs) and so it's like uh some old men talking in a room cool uh and then, like, it's, it becomes a little more interesting uh, as it goes on, and you kind of, like, this deep, philosophical conversation happens, and then uh the end I found so, like, saccharine sweet that it, like, immediately soured the entire experience for me. Like, instantly, I was like, oh, really? That's... Okay, sure. Um, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't know. That's and your then...
0: 20,000 feet. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay, uh...
3: go, go ahead. Uh, uh, other than that, just the fact that the characters felt so archetypal which is like you know not uncommon in movies in general but like in this one in particular it really felt glaring that it's like you know she's the like naive co-ed he's the like non-believer who won't believe anything he's the comedian he's the like guy who's gonna you know like treat him nicely like they're they all have a lane and they stick in it like very firmly every character like never surprises you because it's like they establish their character and they stick with it Um, Which, I mean, inherently, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it felt a little obvious in this in in particular.
0: It did. It did. Um, But I would uh, I would make the same argument I did before that they kind of addressed that head on and that that was on purpose. Um, It's it is, I would say, much more about the conversation and the concept. Um, For me, that was the strongest draw and thing that that makes me still enjoy watching this movie. But I'm talking too much. James Pepe. How is your viewing?
1: Well, before I tell you, I I was going to say I think that in a movie like this where like you basically never get to know the characters, right? Like you never get any of their backstory, right? There's a bunch of characters but you never you never get a chance to like learn about any of them, right? And so they almost have to be those like they have to be a character that you already know, right? They have to be kind of a trope or else they're just gonna, you're not going to know anything about them. Um, but I, I agree with sort of what you say. They are very sort of like, they are very on the nose as far as their like tropiness is concerned. Um, but, um, so I watched this twice. The first time um, I, the first time I didn't like it all that much. Um, and I did a thing that I try my best not to do in the movie, in a movie where it's, I try to like figure out what the sort of like thing is going to be, right? And so like when they started right. when they started talking about um or like when he was when they were sort of like skirting around the the issue of him being a religious figure and they're like, "Well, wow, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it." You know. Cuz they they mentioned it once at the very sort of like early in the movie before they actually really get into it. And I thought to myself, "Oh, they're not going to make this guy Jesus, right? That would be too Dumb, right?
0: That's but what I'm talking when, about. They flirt with disaster
1: with this, you know. Yeah, but then um then when they actually start talking about it, since in my mind I had already decided that they weren't gonna make him Jesus, like right before he sort of reveals who he is, I thought to myself, I was like, Oh, he's gonna say that he's Cain. And I thought that was gonna be really cool. <laughs> Because I think that would be a much more, like, interesting character for him to have been, to be honest. But then Um, we're
0: talking a very different movie where the Bible is true and the fundamentalists are right. Well, yeah,
1: right. It would be a very different movie, but I think it would be a, uh, yes. Um, And so I kind of, like, psyched myself out uh with that but then when i went back and watched it a second time and i sort of like knew everything that was going to happen oh, okay um i liked it more um i liked the like conversations more but i think i liked the like plot like beats worse um yeah so i think my 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 experience improved the second time um
0: i guess it's the long and the short of it Cool. And Jim Scott, yeah. how was your viewing of uh, the man from Earth? Yeah, so the, the view at 20,000 feet, my
2: impression of this movie was as soon as it came on, it definitely, like you had stated, uh, it felt like a made-for-TV movie. And so I wasn't surprised when you were uh, like, ah, oh, we're not even sure if this had a theater release, right? And then we find out it had a minimum release in order to garner some prizes. Yes. Um, and I felt like the core concept was cool, like and interesting. Uh, the fact that you have a fourteen thousand year old man, and um, his take on the world, and he's trying to explain himself like that concept is was cool to play around with, but I felt like their execution of it um was a little dry and not so great so that was my take of the film
0: yeah the prov- the production value overall just does not get there like they would have needed a bigger budget and more time and shot it with better gear and and, and, well, and. but my question yeah, well, is was it enough to make you enjoy the movie where you would like Say so you liked it, recommended it, or were you just kind of ambivalent? Um, ambivalent about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about the concept itself? Was the concept appealing?
3: Uh, like, I wonder the this inherent one, question. Speaking of the concept, actually, uh, mm-hmm. I and, and execution and all that. There, there. This this film uh, reminded me a lot of a show that actually aired the year after. So like the timeline probably, it's possible that the show was inspired by this movie, but it also like, you know, with with how long it takes to produce stuff, who knows. But um, it was called New Amsterdam. It was a show on Fox. It, I don't even think really lasted a full season. I think they had like a, it it had six episodes, maybe eight, eight episodes. And for a Fox (laughs) show, that's not a lot. So that might've been like their first kind of pilot run. And then they didn't get picked up for like the rest of the season, you know? Uh, It didn't do well. But it was about uh, a man who lived forever. He was a colonial, I think, who like saved a Native American medicine man, who then like blessed him. It was it was kind of wishy washy with the cultural stuff going on. But uh, a little
0: bit more woo than yeah, science. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. It um, it, but it had a similar concept and also kind of fumbled the execution. Uh, this guy was a cop because it was a Fox show, so obviously he was a detective, and it was like a procedural because that's what every single Fox show has to be um and it did star nicolaj coasterwaldo who is jamie lannister from game mm. of thrones uh and this is only oh, okay. three years three years before game of thrones so it's very possible that he he dropped off the show to go film game of thrones and that's why it flopped you know they couldn't finish filming or whatever <laughs> uh, or some i mean that seems more likely to me than he got the job in game of thrones because of this bad show which seems unlikely right. um so more likely he got <laughs> a cast and then dropped this show but uh
0: yeah, anyway, right. Yeah. Hey, you seen that bad show? We want to cast this guy in that <laughs> yeah, bad show. Yeah. Um,
3: but my, my point is that it, it is possible that this concept while intriguing is like very hard to execute well, and that is why it has been tried and, and not really worked so many times. Okay, um,
0: record so, scratch. Did you watch The Sandman?
3: I, I have not watched The Sandman. <laughs>
0: Alright. The Sandman Katze, has always been on did IP, you watch the Standman.
3: but I was not interested. Yeah, yeah. I did.
0: Well, yeah Devin I'm not sure if you would like the Sandman I still want you to watch it especially the tv show but um because it's you know it's easier to probably watch and uh and check out and I think it's a pretty good adaptation but Jim did you watch the Sandman tv show no I didn't not yet okay well Pepe, my question to you is that did they the handling of Hob Gadling do a good job of telling that type of story better than anything else you've seen, or or maybe there's another thing that we we're, we're not uh, that we haven't brought up yet that did the similar thing and worked?
1: Uh, you have to remind me what I, what you're talking about. Oh, Hob Gadling. Yeah,
0: the I know. I, who... I don't remember. Oh, did you not see the TV show? No, I did. I just don't remember who, which character. Oh, was that
1: the? the oh, the. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. I know okay. that was that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah.
0: That was probably the best handled version of this type of story that I've seen thus far.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a, it's it's a tough, like it's a it's a when you when you take on a like a. A story or a s I don't know a script like this, like you're really cutting your work out for yourself, right because
4: oh yeah like, there
1: there there are successful movies where it's literally just a camera pointed at people talking the whole time, right
0: my dinner um, with Andre but
1: yeah, right, like my dinner with Andre, but like those movies aren't like thick on the ground, and there's like a reason for it, right, because they're just hard to make interesting, you know. <laughs> they're hard to uh
0: they are it's a
1: challenge they're hard to make interesting
0: it's a challenge yeah this was done and i don't know this was done this was made into a movie posthumously after uh bixby passed away so i he obviously didn't have a hand in it somebody probably wanted to honor him or his estate was good with it or something um however i i tend to be more forgiving of production value outside of shitty audio Um, so if you got me with the concept and the story, I thought that uh while the Sandman did the best job of this story type of story I've seen with the character Hob Gadling, uh this story did this guy these guys did maybe the second best. And they definitely beat him with the just like, let's poke holes in this as much as we can and see, you know, if this thing, you know, stands up, if it holds water. And that to me sustained the whole thing and I was very forgiving of the other parts. And that held up uh, as well. I think because I'm a dad when his, like, holding his dying son, that, that like, fucked with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, that was, like, a moment that hit harder than the first time I saw it when I wasn't a dad. Um, yeah. So that played for me, but I was like, yeah, that probably won't play f- for the other guys.
1: Um, well, I, I can see why you want to compare the two, but, like, they're pretty... They're pretty different beasts, right? Because in... Oh, yeah.
0: in just I'd, In the... In the I'm responding to Devin's point that 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 you that may not be even possible to tell this kind of story. Um, and I'm thinking, well,
1: I mean, the two stories, I mean, in a certain sense, they're of a kind, right? But the one in the Sandman is like they like the the um the change in time periods, like, have so much more to do, are are just so much more present in that movie, right? Like, there's a
0: point, oh, yeah, like in this this movie. In
1: this movie, and we're talking st- a budget
0: would, of, you know, a money hose.
1: Right. Yeah. But like in this movie, like if they had had scenes where he was like, like, like if there were been scenes like from the beginning of 2001 <laughs> where he was like a monkey hitting things with bones, like it wouldn't have been good. Like, you know,
0: not without a budget. Um, I mean, well, even 2001. I guess, yeah. 2001.
1: With the right director <laughs> and the right budget.
0: Yeah. Yeah but, but I, what but I mean is it, like they the, should not have the, done that in this no, no effing way this needed to be a movie that that lived or died on the conversation and, and what happened in the room yeah it's yeah. very much it's yeah. very much I didn't want to be the first to say it but it's very much like a stage play the way it plays out yeah oh yeah definitely
1: but I mean like this story this, the story in this movie isn't about like how things how, how like society changes over time like cultural changes right which is sort of like which is sort of the point of that story from Sandman is like we're going to sure, sure. That's society totally change over the time ty- yeah but this is more about like this core sort of sci fi concept and like exploring it yes so can, I, like what I'm saying is like hold water. I don't think you yeah like I don't think you need I don't think you would need to throw like a bigger budget at this like if he if 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 it got like a nice 4k restoration like that would no be no no good, no yeah you know?
0: okay let me clarify then yeah I see where the point of contention is no but a slightly bigger budget would have made a big difference on the cameras and like the time they were able to take to shoot it um these things matter and so the points that you guys were like man it really looked and it did it looked pretty bad those things would have been would have kind of stood the test of time better you know future proofed it a bit not not dated it so badly so quickly you know even for 2007 i don't think panasonic 100s were a very good camera I remember that was the first thing I noticed when I first spotted this movie was wow, that looks terrible. (laughs) Yeah, the color correction really bad.
1: And then it looked like an episode of X Files that like they forgot to put Mulder and Scully
0: in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that said, I I can get into movies like that because I know I I don't know maybe it's because I've been a part of production or not, but I, I feel like I got into them before that. Just the idea of like, hey, we're gonna go fucking make a movie. No, I don't need your fucking hundred million dollars. I'm gonna make a good movie without that shit. You know, like that's that's why I can cheer yeah. a movie like this on and get get behind it. Um, and if they they succeeded by making it, first of all, uh, and I and I can't, maybe it dated poorly, but 100% Rotten Tomatoes, 85% critical. That I think that that you know speaks for the the majority of the audience that this movie actually worked for, despite all those problems that it had so i'm glad they made it um i don't i I think the sequel may have been a money grab but hopefully they got their money i haven't can't believe they made a sequel yeah somebody (laughs) wanted to make money they got it looked like they had uh, i clicked on it real quick it looked like they had some of the original actors back oh yeah yeah no yeah i remember what the thing was john oldman (laughs) you're gonna hate this get ready john oldman's uh finally started aging for the first
3: time conveniently enough because the actors aged (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and that's always where every immortality every immortality plot has to go there eventually right? yeah Yeah. oh no now i'm aging like yeah nope things fucking surprise yep exactly that's why you can't be wolverine for longer than like 12 years you know it just doesn't work um or you gotta
0: go with the aging storyline
3: it was an interesting take on this sort of immortal story that John was still like a kind person, like still empathetic to a degree, which I feel like is kind pretty of a rare. It's, Yeah, it's pretty rare among immortal stories. Usually it's very common that the immortal person is like become sort of a sociopath. It's usually an evil character in a lot of depictions. Like Highlander. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because they've just lived so long. They just don't care anymore. And they can't care because they're vampires.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they go cold, um, turn into monsters.
3: One of my favorite depictions uh, was is in the in Doctor Who during Peter Capaldi's run. There's a character called Me, who, speaking of Game of Thrones, is played by Arya Stark's actress. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but uh, she plays a, a, like a young girl who is saved by an alien, and in saving her, gives her immortality. And over the thousands of years that she lives, uh, she becomes more and more cruel and you know evil. Uh, and is eventually, like, an antagonist of the Doctor. Um, and, yeah, I feel like I, I did think it was interesting. I just don't know if this movie really that's cared a, that that was interesting, that he was, like, take. still empathetic, you know? I wish the movie did a little bit more with, like, him talking about how, like, he's fought the urge to Yeah, but Devin, not
0: care. this is a Star Trek writer. They're all optimists.
3: Yeah. They're hopeless optimists.
0: <laughs> of course they're going to be, like, a Star Trek character.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. He's going to be Captain Picard after 14,000 years, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. I just wish I I think they could have done a little more than like him talking about how he is sure. Like, ways wh- how to are you happy, not? Yeah.
0: yeah, how are you not totally depressed all the time and stuff? And uh, yeah, something about his seeing his child die in front of him did affect him. But that was probably the biggest, the biggest uh, sense where that came into play. Did you see that twist coming? I got to ask about the twist. Did they did they get you? Did you see it coming? Um, how did it play when it did play out? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Was it dumb?
3: I kind of thought it was. Dumb. Was it a yeah. good way to? Yeah. I I don't know. It was just like so coincidental because like they framed it as like John didn't know that that's who that was and like didn't invite him even. So like it was like a total coincidence. Like your son just of all the people in the world who could show up at your cabin out of the blue with no warning, your son Highly just coincidental to show up. Yeah, it was like what? Yeah. <laughs> I was.
0: I was taking the the opinion that he probably did know and just wasn't was just gonna kind of be around him a bit uh, and stay aloof or something.
3: But it was the other but guy. Who they never explicitly him to, state that, right? Yeah, yeah leather, but they were all like friends, right? They were all. I, I friends guess so, Yeah. Leather jacket.
0: Yeah. Any, leather jacket. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone, <laughs>
1: yeah, anyone okay. who anyone Not who you that those characters. In the movie.
0: No, totally. And the little the just little thing. I don't know what it's jacked, called. Soul soul patch yeah, yeah. leather jacket dating the student yeah exactly basically like pepe in 3 years from now riding right the motorcycle oh man
4: <laughs>
1: just just blowing hey, past that's... my
0: all metal gearbox e-bike just I, i'm just going to be dusted
1: <laughs> no but i yeah, mean no, he he's a real aspirational figure for me mm-hmm. i can't wait oh, to yeah, start totally. Oh yeah totally oh undergrads. yeah that's the direction yeah.
0: that's the direction you want to take it for sure yeah yeah, yeah. um cuz there's no no There's nothing wrong with that, no repercussions whatsoever. Um, so um, yeah, even in Friends, Ross was like, Oh, I thought that was just frowned upon. And they're like, No, you're gonna get fired. (laughs) It's not just (laughs) frowned upon. Nope, (laughs) totally not. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I I figured at least like he probably knew that, but they don't explicitly state it. And again, um there probably was a lot of unmined stuff there but I will not argue that these characters were not cliche characters uh, whether or not that was the production's problem or the story's problem. I'm not sure, but that was definitely one of the weak points. Um, and I think that was you who said it first, Devin, is that they were just all kind of archetypes. Um, archetypes, Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was the thing, but I forgive it for that. So, but did you see the twist coming Did it, did it catch you off guard?
3: I always have to know. No, I don't think so. Just because, yeah, I I just didn't expect uh, something so coincidental, I guess. Yeah, I did not expect it. Yeah, I didn't didn't see it coming
0: because it was too easy.
3: Or it was too out there to believe.
1: I didn't see it coming either, but I had the similar reaction of like, wow, that seems, even in the context of this movie, that seems unlikely.
0: (laughs) That's the part of the movie, and I'll ask Jim too, but that's the part of the movie for me that most felt like I was at, like, the community theater watching a stage play.
1: I, um, I do think, though, that it sort of, like, gave a nice sort of, like, just, like, t- like gave it a little bow on top. Like, how else are you going to finish the movie? Like, it gave the movie an ending, right? It would, I think it, it, it. would have been harder. Yeah, yeah, like, you had to end the movie somehow. Um, that's not just going to, like, now we turn
0: the camera off, you know? <laughs> Although but it did, it, was, like, it, it, did was, it
1: did give a sense of completion
0: to the They of, needed like, to do something story to, to, yeah, to keep yeah. yeah yeah and throw and imbue a little action into it and uh, uh, an emotion uh, you know stuff and, and, and like get another concept in there like how would it be to have to yeah. watch your own son die grow old and die which is just well, messed with me but um well if we if i might jim did you see the twist coming and were you uh, accepting of it or like was your initial reaction no
2: um, I did not see it coming. It was kind of abrupt. There was a couple of things that happened. What's there abrupt? was like no foreshadowing or leading up to, like when he pulls out a gun, you know, his son yeah. pulls out the, the pistol. I'm just like, and I was like, you, you know, and when I was watching that scene, I was like, am I? are they trying to a, a twist for like a little bit of horror? Because Tony Todd's in there because the music change and everything else. But I mean, there wasn't no leading up to that moment. And I felt like in the end, it was it was like there was no leading up to that moment either. There were, you know, people were leaving. He was saying, you know, hey, it's all fake. And then he starts revealing himself to the couple of people that kind of hang on. And then, oh my God, this is my son. You you, you know, so yeah. Um, did I accept it? Uh eh, it wasn't Didn't play Yeah, but it was a it 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 was a bow on top for sure, like that they said. But uh, what lies inside the present? Well, I've already discussed that from before. My general opinion. Yeah,
3: right. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, go ahead, Devin. I was going to say so. The the secondary purpose of that, not only as as a bow and as a sort of emotional highlight of the film, is to prove to the audience that it's that it's real because like at the end yeah, you right. still as an audience member don't know is he just lying or that's right I mean, you probably suspect they it's the moment. true but they need something to prove it and they've they've the whole movie sure. is them proving how hard it is to prove it and therefore they're like what can we we need a solid way to prove that this guy is telling the truth and that was that was basically that's the only right. way that's right do you guys like
0: the Twilight Zone ep- original episodes? Because they I play love very the Twilight Zone.
3: similarly. I absolutely So yes, this one just didn't Very much. Yeah. If this is a 30-minute episode of TV, I feel like it would work really well. I think you could probably cut this down to 30 minutes and have it work. That's a good point.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. At
3: and, and and this point, I do agree with Devin.
2: I don't always uh, agree with Devin in things that, <laughs> that need to be you really,
0: really
2: <laughs> short. To be effective or to be a good story but in this case yes and I want to be clear on my opinion my opinion of it is not because it had low production value because okay. Reservoir, Do- Reservoir Dogs had a very low production value but most people that have seen that movie say that the dialogue is amazing and I understand that oh, they're not Blair dealing Witch. with
0: am I right? Blair Blair, Witch. Blair, yeah, good Blair,
2: example. yes Exactly. And I know that this movie isn't those movies, right? It's a different beat. It's a different genre. But they could have made the dialogue, you know, just taken from Tarantino, you know, they could have made the dialogue more crisp. You know, it really felt like they were doing a a Socratic method experiment, right? Yeah, If this is true, what would you think about it? Everybody gets a turn to say what they think about it. And everybody, you know, all of the main uh, characters in this dialogue kind of had their moment. Like with the with the female character, her moment was uh, learning the truth about, you know, obviously she was a devout Christian, and she learns the truth about, you know, the Christian religion according to this guy, right? And so she has a crisis moment, you know? But the way they execute those i felt next to nothing for any of these characters as they were puzzling through it it really felt like like i just said like a socratic you know method type of thing going on um i can't say and, i disagree
0: with you jim i really i can't say the I disagree dialogue with you. was trying. same feeling yeah. it was yeah. how the hell would i forgive all that and still enjoy this movie that's what I'm not getting now at this point because I'm not disagreeing with anything that you guys are saying, but you still yeah. really enjoy it. like I know that's happening. I know I know that the lady is like sure her character's probably written the worst out of all. Of oh them, by my the God way. I have they never didn't wanted give her a fair yeah. shot at
3: all yeah I've never wanted a character to leave the screen more than her character just like
0: she it really was how she was written yeah yeah, yeah she loves yeah. him and then all of a sudden he's the devil okay. <laughs> um uh, how would you be how, i think like, you're, you're a professor for god's sakes and an art historian right i think she was an art history major or art history professor if i'm not mistaken she was some kind of for some reason the painting was a thing with her but yeah they didn't write her fairly but anyway despite all that and knowing it's full true i fully still enjoyed watching this movie i, I was just like yep that that's that's the thing and it looks like shit um the audio is good um yeah, it. it comes down to Tony Todd for me, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just a big I think, it, I think it's fanatic. also Yeah, I mean I
2: love Tony Todd too. Uh the remake of Night of the Living Dead, um, the original Canyon Man. Like he is a, a horror uh movie staple and an icon. I, I think he goes to like horror festivals and signs autographs and stuff. And he got to play against Type. Which is yeah. nice.
0: He, Something to sink his chops. Yeah. a little different.
2: No, he's a great trip. I mean, not in *Living Dead*, even though it was a horror movie, it was traumatic. You, you know, and he he's good with the the trauma, and I liked him Clearly. in this movie. Um, he was one, He was the the enjoyable thing I could take from this movie was his performance. I really did enjoy his so. performance. But I think Ben, it's just it comes down to you know why do you like the movie. And you can see the same things that all three of us are discussing. I think it just comes to a matter of taste, you know, that you just have the willingness to forgive the shortcomings because there are things about this movie that appeal to your taste in the same way that I like all through the house. And I know that it's a low budget horror movie, but it's a matter of taste and uh, that kind of thing appeals to me. You, You know what I mean? So I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it i'm a
0: concept guy um and even like my writing instructors back in school and my current mentors have to steer me away from that and and i've been warned off of that and they fully admit that the twilight zone was a great thing for the time and when i was like yeah maybe i will write a movie kind of like full disclosure this movie was i was trying to write a thesis movie that was kind of like a twilight zone episode and they're like that's too much like a stage play and I was like, what about this movie? I used that as one of the things to point to, which they summarily dismissed as being a good example. So this is part of the reason I put this up on the chopping block this time to kind of discuss it. Um, but yeah, concepts really like this and just poking at it, are, I find fascinating. So for me, I think that was, that was enough of a meal. You know, I'm a bread guy. I filled up on bread. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So um, you're you're calling this a concept movie? Does that mean? Because like I, I was trying to think the of question another example and poking holes in the
0: question. Well, I mean, a con- I like okay. concepts in general. Just like a concept can sustain me beyond a lot of things more so than I than a lot of other audience members. Okay, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, what if well, the, I'm... you know, like um, like this. I mean, I guess this movie is a good example. I mean, like, what if there was a guy that was 14,000 years old and how would he prove that? Like, that kind of idea, the idea of the thing is is just, it's an interesting enough question for me to entertain me solely on that. And so even with the minimal of everything else, it's like, okay, I'm in it for the concept, you know, buckle me in. I'm I'm in for this talk. I want to know if I can hold on it too while I'm sitting there, you know?
2: a lot of older science fiction not the modern science fiction i know pepe you want to say so i just want to add this real quick yeah it's old school so you probably wouldn't like older science
0: fiction asimov and that kind of i thing. do i do and uh but let me let me uh, beg you guys to say something nice about it anything that stands out performance maybe not production value but anything that stood out as actually having worked or was uh just kind of like a a highlight moment where you thought maybe um that was pretty good i'm maybe not on the uh to the degree that the uh mocking bear was for me (laughs) in pepe's film uh that was just rad um but anything anything nice you have to say about my movie
2: (laughs) yeah yeah so speaking of concepts the fact that they were poking holes and he was able to fire back with interesting like if you if you take what he's saying and kind of think about it it is interesting the examples that they decided to use like the study in the buddhism and that predated kind of the I think it predated because they were talking about the the Christian concepts. He tried to introduce it as some form of teacher. Um, right, right, some right. of the other things is running into a Van Gogh and having a copy, um, the early cave drawings, and, and some of the concepts in general. Like when he said, you know, when they kept out growing questions about his early life when he was a caveman. That was interesting, he, just describing he,
0: his experience.
2: Yeah. And he doesn't have a good memory because there's not a good memory construct because there wasn't a storehouse of knowledge with which to draw those memories from. The to, concept to didn't exist. Place it. Yeah. Yeah. To place it in a certain like box, I guess I thought that was, I mean, some of the things that came out, you know, I might not have liked how the movie was executed, but some of the concepts that came out that were like, Oh, that's that part is interesting. You know, and how he was able to hold his own as they were asking basically skeptic type questions. They were all right. a ring of skeptics, and he was the one holding to his premise. You, you know, that stuff I found interesting to think about. So,
0: Yeah, the very question of how would you convince somebody that you're not BSing? Um, I thought they kind of it had an interesting play on a moment when they when the guy found his little like uh, sandstone caveman relic thing from that era, and I thought for sure he'd be like, "Yeah, I kept that with me." He was like, "No, I really bought that at like a garage sale. I just got lucky." Yeah, right. I thought that was kind of a neat moment where they where they played with it right, you know. Um, and there are some other other parts and repartee, but Devin, I'm gonna press you. Anything? Did you squeeze out anything there? Ring it out tight. Nice.
3: Uh, I mean, it's already been talked about a lot, but Tony Todd's performance was pretty good. I mean, he did he did a great job. He's a great actor. And the, I mean, the the like I said, the, the bell curve, like the basic, just the conversation, the round table was interesting to me and did keep me engaged. That's good. Uh, it reminded me a lot. I wanted to mention this. It reminded me a lot of 12 Angry Men. Uh, not of that quality necessarily. Another
0: talking movie, but maybe. yeah, we, we could all admit that that's a superior movie for sure.
3: Yeah, which is sort of a double-edged sword just in that, it it mainly reminded me of it. A lot of it reminded me of it because it, it doesn't feel very modern, which quite a, you know goes up against oh, the, yeah. the serious mm-hmm. theme. But like if this movie was in black and Good white point. and ran right after 12 Angry <laughs> Men, I'd be like, yeah, these are probably made around the same time. You know, like th- this could have existed a long time ago. Uh, it almost yeah.
0: should have existed in the sixties.
3: Yeah. Yeah, really.
0: It might even be considered yeah. a plastic if it came out then,
3: you know? Yeah.
1: Well, it but definitely the- has that. It definitely has that. Us of sci-fi feel and it makes sense that this guy was writing for the original run of star trek i mean this you know
0: like yeah but that was yeah. intentional by the way since you brought the point up i knew that this was kind of the anti-modern sci-fi movie even though it was made in our within the rules of what we're calling modern sci-fi which we're giving ourselves a good 20 plus years there um yeah. and although this was 2007 yeah it kind of bucked the trend and it stuck the landing as far as critical reception at the time. And um, it's still out there getting tons of views. It's, it's streaming on every damn platform you can throw a stick at. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, it's out interesting,
1: there. It's interesting, Devin, that you bring up 12 Angry Men. And I thought back on it. And that movie is like so much more kinetic than this movie, right? Because even though they are basically talking for like an hour and a half, they have stuff to talk about. That allows them to like move around that room, right? When he's like pacing things, when he's pacing things off, or like they're, they're, they're like, they're, they're sitting physically at table testing and like the they, theory. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even just like the, the, there are scenes where they, they get mad at each other, right? And then, so they like stand up and they're like shouting at each other over the table and they're just gesticulating more. These, because of the like setting of the movie and like the setting, just I was going to sort of say. Like, if they were just like circling around this room like sharks or something, it would be very strange, you know. They really sure, are just like sitting in a living room talking to one another.
0: Yeah, no, you you make a good point because they have that whole, even the setting with 12 Angry Men where they they make it a muggy hot day and the fan's broken. Yeah. You right. know, and it, and you just, it hits all five senses already, even though you're just in a room with a bunch of guys talking about, you know, the the case. So that's that's a fair and Something to remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if they weren't, like, even just having it set on a hot, muggy day, all of those guys are going to be in there, like, fanning themselves. So there's going to be, like, motion on screen all
0: yeah. the time, right? And if you're shooting and, a movie, you want moving in it, you know? <laughs> yes, and they did try to put moments in like that. However, I felt, yeah. even though I liked the movie, it came off ham-handed when the weakest frailest looking guy in the room says he's a black belt after the fact they did it wrong first of all that's not how you do a plant <laughs> and pay off you don't plant the tree after you pay off
3: the the moment <laughs> right.
0: you plant the tree first earlier on where was that karate yeah. shop through the ice block or make somebody else the, the karate expert come on
3: I, I hate to be an armchair uh producer here too like i like i've done before but i do i i have to imagine it would have been like the the one thing they could have done to fix the the most problems is just base this at the school base this in john oldman's office and have these these teachers be like stopping in and like have his door open and you see like students walking by and you like hear the sounds of a school campus and like every once in a while a teacher pops their head and is like oh are you having a go going away party didn't invite me like and they stop in to talk and they join the conversation organically rather than some of these characters kind of just sitting there being useless for like 20 minutes while someone else is talking, it's like gives them an in and out kind of ebb and flow and might just add enough of that like friction to, you know, give that kineticism at least a little bit. Well, I don't know.
0: Well, my mid, my uh, my first thesis project that I canned was called Party Time, and it did take place as a professor with a kind of party going on that has to do with time travel. So at least I got nice. that right. But I think what the problem was here was more either budget or they just couldn't it's usually budget I, I would say probably they're like gonna be cheaper to shoot it at rick's cabin for free than yeah. to like get the university to let us shoot there and get a bunch of extra students wandering in and out yeah so it probably had a little bit to do with that but um another valid point these things matter everything matters everything matters and if, if nothing else our conversation here proves that you know audiences yeah. t- don't tend to be as forgiving as I can be in some, in certain cases, if something really appeals to me, you know, I'm looking at the diamond and uh, it may be sitting in a pile of shit. Okay. But um, a lot of people are going to notice that it's sitting in a pile of shit. Okay. So everything matters. It all matters. It's the, I'm probably saying it wrong, but missing scene, right? Everything on screen is your responsibility as a filmmaker. You have to be the audience's advocate. And so, you know, maybe you should have waited and got a better, better budget. Maybe that would have helped. Um, but valid point. Valid point. Um, who hasn't of... complimented the movie yet, though?
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You... I just wanted. To, I had another fun fact that I because I've still been scrolling oh, okay. yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. Page. Um, yeah, 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 let's lay it on us. Speaking of budget, uh, I just noticed on Wikipedia it says that it had a budget of two hundred thousand dollars, and then in parentheses it says two hundred sixty-one thousand in twenty twenty-one, and I was like, oh god, they're already doing like inflation. Like, uh, you know, adjusting for for 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, for 10, I was like, oh no, oh God. They're going to, that's probably old. That's probably before
0: 2022
3: inflation hit too.
0: Um, But yeah, can I just say,
3: 61,000. 200 grand. 61 grand.
0: It's not a big budget for back then. One of my professors made a movie around the same time and his budget was small. His budget was a million dollars. And that was considered small. Um, So Uh, 200 grand. That's that's a tight tight budget nothing, for something yeah. like this. It really is nothing. You could you could just you you understand money hoes. It's it's a big difference. Um. However, my other point stands. Okay. I think did we all did we all compliment? Did I ring out a compliment from everybody? I think I did. That's it. I think <laughs> that's all I we think got. So <laughs> okay. Well, actually,
1: I, well, I didn't I
0: didn't compliment,
1: but I want. Oh, okay. well, I will say I think that to me like. I think that this movie, I'm not sure, sh- like, to me, the movie is sort of, like, greater than the sum of its parts. Like, when you take it as a whole, I'm not sure I could point to any, like, one particular thing where I was, like, really blown away by it. Um, but, like, the general sort of, like, overall takeaway I have of it is, like, m- more positive than negative, you know? Um, That's good. But I wanted, That's to, good. I wanted to ask I can live you, with that. Um, I wanted to ask you, Ben... Would you say that this is filmed more like a TV show
0: than a movie? You think so? Well, well okay. Yeah, well, they, they said, oh, I'm only saying this not from what I saw, but they said they filmed it multi-camera, which is not typical of a movie, um, which also kind of speaks to how cheap it has. Like, if you have to use two cameras, let me just explain it. Try to do this quickly. Okay. So the reason why multi-shoot cameras work in like sitcoms is because the whole set is like lit really like almost blandly. Like everything's lit really well. So you can just see everything. You can stick a camera anywhere. You don't have to reset up. You can just stick five cameras in and shoot from all the angles, and you're gonna get stuff that works. But for a movie, you want to get like kind of cooler lighting. And that that requires just shooting on one camera and doing one setup or that camera and that's typically typically what is done stunt shots not so much they they'll have multi-cameras they don't want to have to blow up the car twice or whatever or they can't um but for this the the indication that they use two cameras well the indication from that what it indicates let me say it right is that it was a low budget because they had to do it that way so they probably cut out they had to then you have to make you have to do less cool lighting because it has to work for multi-cameras. And so you're like losing ground there. So it looks, it starts looking like a TV production. So you're right. That's probably why it ended up looking that way other than the cameras were cheap in in and of themselves. Okay. So everything affects everything else, right? That's all. I took 10 minutes to say that. Uh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think like, I don't remember where I heard it, but I, I heard someone say that like one of the major differences between tv and film sort of just like cinematography is that tv is all about the close-up and movies are all about the wide shot and i and like i know that might be just like a product that's traditionally true as well yeah okay and i think that like i think like if imagine that they had just like instead of filming this movie in that cabin like what if they had just like filmed it outside and, like, had been walking around in the, like... How about a random nice campfire or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, yeah, work
1: just, like, give the actors something to do. Like, even if they're just walking around, like, they could be picking up a stick or, like, throwing a rock or just doing something, you know?
0: So what do you guys think? If then, they remade so, this uh, well, with the, 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 it, If they remade it with the right... Sorry, you just, can put this in your pocket for a second. If they remade okay. it with the right budget and good actors and did all these things how much would that improve your don't, don't give me an overall grade but how much would that tack up the in, enjoyment for you but i think and then jim you said it wasn't about that anyway so maybe not at all but just a quick question but pepe go ahead with what you're saying but think about that well, for was, a second
1: the, the the reason i asked that first question is because i think if you uh-huh. had done it outside then you would have been able to get those like wider shots and it would have seemed more cinematic and less tv-ish I, but I, I hadn't even considered the like multi-camera aspect of it like we all know we all know so much like what it's what a tv show looks like yeah versus what a movie looks like that when we right. see something that like we all identified it immediately like this looks like a tv show not a movie you know and we I, do, but I, but I, that's, that even, is changing right i hadn't right? even thought about it
0: they're kind of yeah, closing yeah. the gap on that. But I really, when you say TV, I have to think multi camera sitcom shoot because that's what comes to mind mostly and what affects yeah, the look yeah. of it more than anything else. It's like the. But if the, you had asked like, me.
1: Yeah, like if you had asked me, like, um, do you think this looks like a TV show because it's shot with multiple cameras? I don't know if I would have been like, oh, no. yeah, that's
0: why. Like that But you would, it but it may be no probably not so you probably would have right i recognize exactly. it consciously instinctively you like you're like this looks like tv and it's, yeah, all, it's yeah. not one thing but it's all those things they add up and then they make your production yeah. value go down um i would argue that now those definitions are a little more blurred but i mean we come from a, kind of an era where these things were you could not get the production value of a movie on a tv show not going to happen never going to never going to happen It just isn't possible, but now it is. But they shoot those TV shows a lot more like they, a lot more cinematically and like a feature film than the other way around. We're tacking towards the movies, which is a good thing, right? We want the quality. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It feels like a lot of series now are just longer movies because they're done
0: so well. Yeah. Yeah. Like The Sandman. I just keep looking for Devin's reaction. <laughs> like we,
1: I don't know if we talked about this, but like Obi-Wan, I think was like a great example. of like a, Like what was probably first a movie and then turned into a TV show and probably would have been better served having it be a movie, even if it was like a three hour movie, right? Yeah.
0: They stretched that story pretty thin. However, yeah, I think yeah. they, I, with that one, I feel like it's more about- it was there's was great moments in it like for me that other movie had the mocking bear and it was just a and there was other cool moments too and i liked the yeah. payoff at the end what was it called again annihilation or something Anni- no. Yeah, annihilation what did i get it right okay yeah annihilation yeah. um with that one it was like there's these really great moments that i loved and then i had some other issues with it but um and that the scene where it actually like copied the fire and just ended up destroying it that was a great little twist i didn't see that coming but uh yeah so overall though you know there there's those issues and the same with obi-wan it could that one could have been served differently too i think i my take on obi-wan since we're digressing for a second and star wars and that's just if you want me to digress that's the easiest thing to throw out there um with with obi-wan i think the problem may have been that they felt like less like freedom to take risks or something maybe um and and therefore weren't like willing to go interesting places. Like they didn't get as interesting results, but they had key moments. So maybe that I don't know if that's valid or not just thought.
3: Well, I mean, part of that comes from the the re, the, the it, its existence was the exact opposite of like something like the Mandalorian, which is like I think where they went the most out there with their story, because with and Homey, had license
0: to do it. Yeah
3: with Obi-Wan, they are they are fitting this like tiny wedge into the existing story of Star Wars. It's like, yeah. we have these like two years that we haven't explored. Let's make a movie based in this tiny space of time that we haven't explored yet. And like all the other stuff still has to happen. Darth Vader still has to be alive. Leia still has to like, you know, Figured, have not really encountered Darth Vader. F- Yeah, A lot of stuff they can't do and have to do in that series because of what already we know is gonna happen. Whereas Mandalorian, it's like it doesn't even matter when that takes place. That could really take place anywhere. That's, so
0: that's it, a it's, totally. That's even a more valid point than I made. But it, it's in congruence with what I'm saying too, yeah. which is that they they just didn't want to. They have a because with Obi Wan, you've got an audience built in that will get much angrier if you fuck it up, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the Mandalorian, who's just an original character, and um, and I feel like they kind of got that kind of push back with boba fett as well like you're never gonna you enter that territory where you're really just never gonna please everyone and then possibly pissing off a lot of fans you know so yeah much much difficult much more difficult trick but man darth vader was scarier than than ever in that he was up there well you know maybe not he was right up there with that sequence in uh um what was the recent uh one-off film they did
3: Rogue, Rogue One, the, yeah, Rogue One. Thanks, guys.
0: Uh, that sequence was pretty rad too, chasing the well, chasing the rebels through the.
3: I just think I think Darth Vader gets infinitely more threatening the more he can move, thanks to CG. Because in the, those original movies, he—I mean, his range of motion—I've I've mentioned this every time anyone talks about the original movies. Darth Vader looks fucking ridiculous. I mean, his costume's cool, but every time he moves, it's like that man could not fight a pigeon. Like he, he has no range of movement. <laughs>
0: They got the editing better and like the blocking better at Empire. And I think they rightfully tried to emulate that more where he's just like, he's more like a movie monster where he just like Jason or something, where he just jumps out yeah, at you from the yeah. shadows. Like you just can't escape this guy. He's supernatural in that sense. Am I right, Jim? Back yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah, I would say,
2: yeah. Our horror definitely. aficionado. It's just,
0: well, well, it's also his presence
2: because you, you, you think, yeah. Yeah. You, you you know, Star Wars was late 70s and part of the monster making was the presence of the monster. Whereas in today's audience, you would not just want the presence of the monster. You would want to see the monster doing cool things, too. So that that ties to what Devin is saying. But back then it was enough for, uh, for us moviegoers. You know, seeing Star Wars, Darth Vader was a dark presence that everyone couldn't get enough
0: of my brother walked into the theater at i don't know five or six years old to the second film um he was a little too young for the first one uh but um he ran out afraid when darth vader was on the screen so Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah now we can have it both ways and why shouldn't we if we have the tools to do it, you should so they but they did tap
3: into that nicely there
0: so, but that was my favorite part of this film when Darth Vader showed up for
3: sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh man, when John, John reveals that like he him. he is also Darth Vader, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> great moment, right? And somehow of the... that holds together through the uh, scrutiny of all the professors. He just came up with the story that just yeah, it's it's watertight. If one of the,
1: one of the fucking professors uh, had been a gungan, this movie would have been
0: so much better. <laughs> and there you have it. all right we've solved we've solved the riddle okay do you guys think you have uh, enough to uh grade the uh the man from earth you think we're about to that point i think i think so definitely cool okay but before we take off i forgot to circle back to my question and it kind of actually is related to star wars by the way if they didn't want me to see the darth vader twist coming they shouldn't have named him john vaderman Okay, because that was just a little <laughs> yeah, too on the nose. My question earlier, if they, you know, if they kind of like did this now and they had like a decent budget and um, et cetera, good actors, good director, you know, got it in the way you were kind of describing it now, how much would that tack up your enjoyment, if at all? Or is this relegated to uh kind of the dustbin for you or like more of like a stage play?
3: Out of time that belong more to the era of the '60s. I mean, I I think if they fixed the sort of kinetic, like we we're talking about the kinetic, kind of getting some more motion into it and a little, you know, make yeah, it a little more yeah, lively, yeah. and uh, perhaps a more interesting location too, which kind of goes along with that. I think that alone, even if the camera was still low quality and like everything else was still fairly low budget, if they could just inject that excitement, I think it would help a lot. Um, because the conversation is good. The copy is good. As we say, it just needs yeah, yeah. It needs something else going on to support it. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't stand alone, but it is good. Okay. So Devin, you're an emphatic. Yes. What about you? Pepe? Well,
1: I think, I think for me, like, um, the, I don't know. I mean, like the actors in this movie probably did the, they did a pretty good job, but I think having considering having better yeah, actors, I think so too, you know?
0: um not not better but just like better time and like not yeah you know you pay them, you you let them do their work to the best you you support them to do their work to the best their ability i agree with you that the actors did a a, were probably the best part of this that's kind of why i feel like it was on their shoulders and kind of a stage play because it was all about the actors but anyway i'm interrupting yeah yeah um i
1: mean (laughs) for me like because I've, like, been in the, like, philosophy game for so long now, like, mm-hmm. these types of conversations, like, happen, have happened around me, right? But, like, at, sure. when she gets to a certain point, yeah. they just, like, like, this conversation for me from a sort of, like, philosophical and theological standpoint was... Is this shallow end? Because okay. it because it's, because it's dumb. To me, that, like, to me, this Now you have to say why, though because these ideas are bad they're, they're well because they're so like okay, be specific remember,
0: what ideas yeah yeah
1: do you remember like um that movie that came out it was like a documentary that got i think it was released on youtube that was called zeitgeist and it talked yes. about how like oh like mithras is really jesus and all these things yes. you see all these similarities between jesus and mithras like this yes, is that, Zeitgeist. Right? And, like, just because a thing
0: is similar well, to another thing. Was, Zeitgeist was trying to put this forth as, like, they were trying to assert that that was true, though, just to be clear for anyone who hasn't seen it. Zeitgeist is a movie right. that's arguing, they're actually putting forth a real argument that this stuff was this way, right? Am I remembering that one right? Yeah,
1: right. It was like but a documentary. Like, yes, it was. Yeah, it was a quote-unquote documentary. <laughs>
0: yeah. But exactly, that...
1: exactly, quote-unquote. <laughs> But well, maybe I'm maybe I'm like viewing this movie in a different way than you are because I thought that this movie was like here are some here are some like interesting realities, right? Like Christianity is pretty close to Buddhism, and the Buddha mm-hmm. did live like five hundred years before Christ. So like maybe it's Christianity is really just Buddhism, and like this Christ is God stuff was all just like made up by other people you know right 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 um
0: and so but like that's was that some, not was that not like, how you were viewing this my whole thing said it's really re- it revolves around uh one the central question if this guy is really a caveman or if someone made that claim as a skeptic how would you pursue this to try to Drill down to the truth is it and is it possible at all so everything okay. all those things were just in support of like what what would have, if okay, here it is. you guys have heard the Carl Sagan I don't know if it's attributed to Carl Sagan a lot I don't know if he was the original one to say it, but um you know uh now I'm totally <laughs> totally blanking on the thing uh, my audience is probably getting there before me um with extraordinary claims. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Extraordinary right? evidence, all heard yeah. That. I hope. If you haven't, yes, look it up because it's true, you know. And Occam's razor applies, you know, the simplest explanation tends to be the truth, the truth, or closer to the truth. Um, so those things apply, right? So, in that coming at some claim like this that is truly extraordinary, what would it take? To convince someone you know for me that in and of itself is a fascinating exercise so i don't know if that clarifies where i was coming at it or not or if that was the dumb thing or the explanations were the dumb thing but no um, like, just trying to understand kind I, of where you're coming from
1: yeah i think you and i watched this movie in very different ways because to me the sort of like central point of this movie was like we're gonna create a framework around basically like a or i guess like i like i I read this movie as being like i have a i have an idea or i have a sort of like thesis that i want to put forward i'm going to put a framework around that idea
0: well can you clarify what you think that thesis is though because that will really help me to understand where you're going with. yeah yeah what thesis did you think they were trying to make that like um
1: christianity is essentially buddhism and all of these stuff that was, that would be like essential to differentiating Christianity to Buddhism was made up by people who came after okay. Christ, and okay. was not what the like historical Christ did.
0: Yeah, to me, that was purely in support of what would it take to provide this extraordinary evidence, or, or, or okay. like at yeah. least try to reach that. So that to me was yeah, not like, what they were. They were not trying to really say that some Buddhist, like that was just a thing that was kind of neat that they were able to work in historically, but they weren't trying to, to change anyone's mind on that in the real world. Now, are we right, am I, re- misrepresenting re- what you thought or am I getting it well, closer? But
1: what I, well, what I mean is, or what I want to say is that like that idea is a real idea. There are people who are like, yeah, people yes. who okay, sure. So like that idea that like Christianity is essentially Buddhism, and it, and like they like you can you can sort of match the you can sort of like match the travel of the ideas sure. of the Buddha into yeah. the Middle East. So like that yes. idea that they're talking about is a it real is idea there. that exists okay. in the
0: world, right? Yes.
1: And I, so I, that I, I and agree, so yeah. like you and I are like looking at this movie and almost like
0: you were very, very, very focused on that part of it. I sense.
1: Am I? Am I? I mean, like so much of the, so much of the conversation of the, it seems like that conversation becomes the centerpiece of the movie, for
0: m- more than it is a big any of moment.
1: the other, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Because it's yeah.
0: the kind of like the biggest. Like, it, were you a historical figure? What bigger historical figure could he have been? Yeah. So right. they just yeah, couldn't yeah. pop it, and and the fact that and if I might, the fact that they included it speaks to me in a specific sense because um i have written a script i need to get a new draft out eventually but i've written two two or three versions of the damn thing um where it it leans on okay the zeitgeist that is out there about ancient aliens being behind certain things That doesn't mean I'm trying to push that idea forward as a reality. For me, it's just to like, make it seem familiar to the audience without really like, I don't like go headlong into that, like ancient aliens are everywhere. But I do like kind of tie the plot into that, knowing that the audience will be familiar enough with it, that hopefully they will accept that as something, you know, that they buy and buy a ticket for. Um, Yeah. So that's where I saw this from, like what bigger person could it have been? However, right. a valid point would be if that's some kind of a harmful idea or just really like a crap idea that's not really based on something, you run the risk of perpetuating something that's false or that's harmful to a group of people. So is that was that your concern? Um,
1: no, like w- the... What I didn't like about it is that they were having a conversation. So, like, okay, this is so. This is sort of like if if this is sort of like, um, I don't know. I, well, I thought I thought that the sort of like uh, idea of the movie, or that the movie was like, I'm gonna, I want to put forward this idea, that that this movie was about, right? Like that this idea that. Do you, help me here. Christ was you think a that, historical
0: figure, but did like, you think that the writer like, was believed this in any way? Like this is what the um, writer thought and wanted to put out in the world. Like, is that what you're saying? Because that's what I'm. That's what I'm taking away from what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know for a fact that he does or does not. No, but you but, you suspect but I, but he I would might say have or yes. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Or it would be Just like from a, watching yeah. the
0: movie. Yeah, sure. Right.
1: Yes, I think so.
0: That okay. he finds it to be a compelling thesis. I could see where that would, that would be bothersome. Yeah. I could but see I mean, how that like, can...
1: Even, even if I didn't have like skin in the game, so to speak, right? Because I'm Catholic, the, mm-hmm. the argument just like, isn't, isn't very good to be like at, at its core either, right? Because essentially what they're saying is like, well, if you look at Buddhism and you look at Christianity and you take out from Christianity, all the stuff that's unique to Christianity, then it's basically Buddhism. And it's like, well, okay, but that, like, but so what then? Like, you've just, you, you're not, you've done nothing. You've just said, like, Christianity without all the Christian stuff is just Buddhism. And it's like, well, okay, who cares then? It's not Christianity anymore. You're not, you're not talking about, you're not making a point, right? Well, that's why, that's why, I like, That's a good, no, that I, I to totally me, understand now.
0: Yeah, sure. You know, it's hogwash and you don't, and you disagree with the premise is what I'm sensing. What was it offensive yeah, like Edith that yeah. he even claimed to be Jesus? If someone did that, would that personally offend you? No, I'm just curious. No, it wasn't
1: it wasn't offensive to me. But that okay. was like like that's why I was hoping that he was gonna be Cain. Because you could uh-huh. do you could do the same thing that they did in this movie with him being Cain right you could do because like your objection to was like well you but could, that means the whole right. Bible's true right no no, but no you're right would, that is no, right thats you would not necessarily objection. have
0: to do that i'm on board with and, you now and, and i think that's sort of that like up. i think you could have come up with a way
1: that sort of yeah 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 i think that yeah, would yeah, you could sort of take out some of that like i know i like it totally and it I, makes you know, but, total like, sense to me why they chose jesus because they want because it wouldn't be like,
0: harder it would be harder yeah exactly what bigger character can you get than jesus and it would be harder everybody to make the Cain Jesus story. Is. Not everybody it would, knows who Cain is. It would also, but it would also make, Cain's a harder story to fit into real history than Jesus's. is. Yes. Like most people yeah. believe that there probably was somebody that existed back then that, that created this kerfluffle right, yeah. in the Middle East that turned into a big religion and spawned right, other yeah. religions, etc. Um, you know, and, and so it turns into this similar problem. It's almost infinite regression. It turns into the similar problem. Of, well, how are you going to prove your Cain? Well, then how are you going to prove your Cain? You know, you might as well say you're, you're, Dra- right, you're yeah. like Dracula or some other like character that
1: But it would also that has it would, a lot but of but myth reason, tied into it. Or maybe reason Hercules why or something. I, right, the reason why my mind jumped to Cain is because Cain is supposed to be immortal. That's like one of his punishments. It is does that, like, tie in in that sense. He's cursed to walk the earth for all time right and so i okay. was like oh he's gonna be kane and that sort of made sense to me because i sort of made that assumption of like they're not gonna make him jesus that would that seemed like that seemed like as long too as big of a too
0: big of a you know like a, a pull too it would a pull. work for me it would work for me the only thing you would lose is that it's just not as big a character however i think just, right, for, yeah, the of, just for the sake of argument you could pretty easily and but i do like the angle that kane was supposed to live forever The people or people mistook him as Kane or even would have been pretty cool yeah you know um so yeah I take your point there um okay well so, so anyway uh, as far as
1: like answering your question is concerned like I think that all the things that we mentioned like improving uh-huh. it would obviously improve the movie just like because so much yeah, of but the how, movie by what is what like, degree would it matter yeah, I mean, would it, it be worth it doing, wouldn't be you know it, I mean it would definitely make it better like seeing like um yeah like giving the opportunity even if you didn't change the actors just like giving them the opportunity to do a little bit more with the material they had like i think that i think that would be a big improvement because because then even even if you're because even like um even if you don't like necessarily the like because like there there are movies where like you don't like the plot, but it looks fucking great, right? Or it you know or or you can even have the opposite of that, right? Like this movie looks not that good, but the plot is so good, it's so yep. you're like leaning in the yep. whole time, right? And so um, I think yeah I think like for me, if they kept like this if they kept the movie essentially the same but like made it just more appealing and. All of the other aspects then it would just be a more appealing movie overall right
0: so are we talking more a than night. a half a letter grade or are you talking a full letter grade improvement if oh we we're okay. able to deliver that um, not that we're grading yet but just yeah. like i'm looking for like increment of like Devin. Yeah, yeah. it seemed like it was probably, kind of like, that would make a, a big a, big difference probably
1: at least a half a grade like it would probably go from like a minus to a plus right Like that. Okay. But not
0: a full letter grade difference. For me, that would be worth, probably wouldn't be worth producing something like that. All right. Jim Scott, final word. You said earlier that probably production value didn't, wasn't the kind of like bending point. So this question kind of relates to that, right?
2: Yeah. The more I look at this movie in our discussion, like reviewing it in my mind's eye, um, you had asked a question framed at, or is it a is it better made from the 60s and i would have to agree that yes this is a better concept from the 60s cuz i can and i don't think like having a different setting or a different caliber of actors and actresses i don't think that would change that i think and and it's interesting because thinking about modern science fiction, right? That was our theme for this for this particular season. Yes. And all and all the modern science fiction movies that I've seen, I would not place this movie in modern science fiction and I think that part of why I didn't enjoy this movie was it didn't really fit my vision of what modern science fiction is. But on the flip side, like if I was watching a Twilight Zone episode, because you frame what you're about to enjoy or what you're Uh, about to take in, in a certain way, I enjoy Twilight Zone very much Context is important. But I do know that I watch Twilight Zone in a different way than I would watch something that is um, more current. And they do deal with uh, one or two concepts, right, in each episode, and they make it bigger than life, right? The first episode of the first season, you know, where the man, you know, comes upon that town and nobody's there, and he's like, hello, hello, in the diner, and there's nobody around, you know? They take one concept, concept and they just beat the drum on it, and it's great, it's great. And I feel like this movie belongs in an older time
4: I you, think you, you, you know right.
2: i don't think in today's audience and just looking at and it's not to say you can't have cerebral type of movies you can
0: it's just a different framework with which it happens Do you, you, know what? you know jim quick question maybe all of you can jump in really quick what if they filmed it in black and white on like 16 millimeter film that alone probably would have put me in a different mindset to sure. like kind of. Yeah. Like what I was talking about earlier, where you really get on board. Like I know this is an indie production with thing with like zero budget, but I'm going to get on board. Cause I know that they're, that's what they're doing and they're, they're out there to make a movie, you know, and you almost kind of get on their team from the beginning. And and I think that the black and white 16 millimeter thing they might have leaned into that um, a little bit. That might that could have helped them too. Just a simple, but film's also very expensive. Yeah. I know why they shot in video. They couldn't afford film with two hundred grand. Even sixteen millimeter would have been uh, terribly expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, just to be clear, I think that it was less about the caliber of actors and more about w- just the circumstances that the actors had to deal with. But what I why I did mention that is because you can literally cast an A lister in where someone else would be perfectly fine and do a perfectly good job, but they just don't have the name and the draw where it would just immediately boost you. You know, that's all. Uh, um, so the actors did a fine job with what they had. They probably had one or two quick takes to deal with and they had to move on every time. I particularly thought that even though it didn't play for you guys, the moment where the actor, um, that, you know, from all kinds of other stuff, including office space, oh boy, I don't want to get his name wrong. Um, He's the he's the guy that played the psychiatrist that uh was uh the son, the um, son that yeah. died yeah when he had his heart attack. That was all on him to sell that, and I think just to give him credit, he probably had like a couple of takes at the very end of this shoot with like three crew members left there to help. He pulled off a pretty good little acting job there. Um, writing aside, Richard Reel that's his name, Doctor Will Gruber. You know him from Office Space and other stuff. The jump to conclusions, Matt, if you've seen Office Space, <laughs> he's that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he did a good job there carrying what was essentially the climax of the film um, for what it was, for what it's worth. I thought so. You guys feel free to disagree. Um, I know that moment didn't play for all of you. So uh, I think we do have enough at this point, though, to uh, go ahead and uh, take a break for a commercial and then come back and uh, give our final grades for the final movie. Uh, of series nine and might i say that yay i'll i'll take total credit for being the uh, hip renegade this series then as as kind of jim was alluding to uh in just going against the rules so that that'll be my little most
1: there you go this was the most punk movie we watched
0: uh, (laughs) right yeah give me give me yeah give me a couple of, of punk rock points for that one (laughs) <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I was rebelling against my own category. Yeah, it only
2: gets interesting when you color outside the lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this
0: was
1: a, this was a a super cool like subversion of the of the of the uh, category.
0: Yes, and I thank you for those of you. Who, well, I guess a lot of none of you hated it. I don't think, but thanks for watching it and thanks for helping me kind of with this experiment and and figuring out this movie because i as much as i really like the compelling thing and that like i said that stuff really appeals to me um i really wanted to hear how it aged and how it played for people and pick it apart so this is a great conversation for me thank you all for contributing and uh for your patience in the, in the meantime which we'll get to um so yeah why don't we uh take a little commercial break and you gotta pay uh, those bills
1: man keep the lights on That's right. That's right. The sponsors are rolling in here.
0: That That is is correct. correct. (laughs) It's all about the money. Uh, We'll hear a word from our sponsors. And keep the lights on. And now a word from our sponsors. Friends, do you long for a longer life? I get it. You can't do it all in just one go around. (laughs) Well, the makers of the highly addictive beverage Slurm bring you a new offering (laughs) promising to extend your life by stunting your age. You heard it right. Stunting your age. You know, cigarettes stunt your growth. Booze prematurely ages you. But if you drink Professor Oldman's longevity elixir, (laughs) it will stunt your age. Also, all the cool kids are drinking it. Race at dangerous speeds over to your local quarter market and pick it up in the energy drink section. <laughs> Comes in cherry flavor or crab juice. Ugh, I'll take the crab juice. Oh god. Side effects include being cool, being popular, winning friends and influencing <laughs> people, getting carted for liquor over the age of 40, and outliving the sun. Yes, enjoy Professor Oldman's longevity elixir, available now. Just don't ask what it's made of.
2: <laughs> very nice, very oh, nice.
1: Man. I don't know if we should yeah. be. I don't know if we should be signal boosting such obvious snake oil, Ben. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna run for no, senate. I think we- I'm gonna carpet bag and run yeah, for senate no, next, just like Doctor Oz.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I think we need these sponsors so our creditors don't take away Pepe's
0: couch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lovely couch, Pepe. (laughs) May your creditors never find you.
4: It was Jesus' couch. That's right. That's right. Prove prove me wrong.
0: Prove it isn't.
1: You can't prove me wrong. Yeah. You can't. You're soon going to find out that it's my grandfather. Made from the ship
4: ribbing of the Ark.
0: Prove me wrong. Carbon dating to the
1: Shroud of Turin. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Don't sit there. That's the face.
1: Jeez. Yeah. Avoid the face. Jeez. Jeez, (laughs) Sacrilege.
0: (laughs) Careful. (laughs) No smoking either. Okay. We had a second commercial out of the first one. That's great. (laughs) For for my couch. All right. Going into production soon. That's right. That's right. Coming this fall. If only I could award this film an A plus. But I can't, because we don't give out A plus. Um, true. I'm, oh, man. I'm giving Cold this movie, again. yeah, exactly. Always, I, I am. I'm giving this movie an A, but hear me out. This is the A, the end of the semester easy professor A, only because I know nobody else is going to give it anything in that range, and I have to help it out. Uh, uh, I want to keep it. I want to keep it. I want to keep it on the football team.
1: Okay. <laughs> this movie ends up above fucking Doctor Strangelove. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, it did in that
3: case, A. A plus. Um. okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now, <laughs> no, definitely. now we have those
0: numbers. Don't wound me. So this this is the end of semester, easy professor A. Everything <laughs> we said previously still stands. Um I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. I thought it would have aged worse than it did for me. Um, but the concept alone kept me going. And try as they might, they just couldn't poke any holes in his story. And I thought that was neat. Um but y'all probably knew i was coming in there with a little bit of a higher grade maybe not as high as the end of the semester easy professor grade but here we
3: are devin where did you land with the man from earth uh for me i think we we have gone over this movie's flaws at nauseum so i won't belabor the point yes we have uh but overall for yes, me, sir. A,
0: thank you for that it's a c plus ah uh okay well i don't think it's gonna beat uh what was it dr strange love oh that's the one you were worried about this week okay yeah, yeah. probably not going to be strange joke. especially not with pepe's grade let's have it that day rip the, <laughs> the bandage. well
1: you, rip the you, you might be surprised okay all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a b minus okay oh. all right i promise here we go okay yes figuring it out okay yeah yeah <laughs> so i um I thought this movie was per- was perfectly OK, but I'm gonna, I'm giving it credit because I like that there are movies that there are people out there who are making movies like this, who are just like swinging for the fences. It's not like an established IP. It's not like some fuck, you know, I know it's based on a on a story, I think, but it's not like yeah, based on a short like story. A, yeah 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 it's not it's like a new thing that no one knows anything about that no one has any like baggage that they're bringing with them and you know bullshit like that um and i i really wish that we would uh there was a time when like there there was a time when movies were being made that looked like this movie but were were. like 30 years before it that just did that all the time you know it was just like you know like no one knew who the fuck indiana jones was or who luke skywalker was and then they just had an idea and they made those movies and they're great um so i i I wish we kind of have a return to that because those movies aren't really getting into theaters as much anymore they're sometimes they get to streaming but i want them in the theaters i want people to go
0: see them so yeah b minus for me give a film a chance b minus i love yeah see see something that you might not
1: like yeah risk risk going to a movie that you might not like.
0: Yeah, that double counts as your one more thing. All right, before we say anything, <laughs> <Okay. Jen> Scott. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I too do don't want to talk about its glaring faults. Um I will say uh repeat the <laughs> the the, the, thing, <laughs> nice the things that I that I thought were good were um you know, some of the concepts and thinking about and uh Tony Todd's um, Tony Todd's uh, acting, so I gave it um, a C. Oops, let me put that right there for you. Yeah, so I gave it a, a C. Oh yeah. And then as far as and you know movies that are not kind of mainstream or not coming with a big IP, I feel like we yeah, really yeah. do have that. It may not be as mainstream as we would like to see it, but I feel like the indie movie scene there's a lot of like you know starting from scratch and having an ideal and a vision and stuff like that and there's some great films that come out of the indie scene so just to, it's harder
0: for them to break through the white noise but they they are out yeah. there um and i've said this before it's just with such an embarrassment of wealth of media it's just hard for me to make that effort and and search Um, although I am very grateful when I do see stuff like this that I really like that I otherwise probably wouldn't have seen or just was kind of like, just based on the looks of it alone, I probably wouldn't have watched. But, you know, you're rewarded for finding those. You are. And it's it's nice. Sure. It's a good thing. It's nice that you brought it up
3: that day, I thought.
0: Okay. So have we given you enough time to calculate the overall GPA, Devin?
3: Yeah, overall GPA not too low. Uh, a two point seven five. That is a B minus. Um, overall, that B puts gets the degree. That puts it just below Willow from our first series. Um, puts Interesting. Puts it uh, in line with Clerks at uh, two point seven four, um, but basically the same. Uh, clerks, uh, Troll Hunters. Clerks was, was Clerks was that low? Yeah. Didn't like I, I didn't like clerks. <laughs> oh, okay. The uh, millennial, Beet- Beetlejuice, um, Gen X forever, Jingle All the Way. It just, it just beat Jingle All the Way and Bad Santa. So we like it a little bit more than Christmas movies. <laughs> okay, um, all right. And it just yeah, beat out Highlander. Um, and was just below. Tis the no oh, reason it was it just beat below out Highlander. Yeah, yeah, just barely. Highlander at two point five. Um, so yeah. Wow, oh, quarter of a point but better. Yeah. Um hmm. and uh, it just failed to equilibrium. This series equilibrium just was a little more okay. favorable. Oh, and of course it beat okay. the shit well, out of Doctor Strange which got a one point nine. Oh, uh, no. Well. no. <laughs> which was which was the highest scoring movie this this season? Uh we liked Good Tenet, question. Tenet with a three point four three. Oh no, sorry, 3.5. Uh, uh, yeah, X, yeah. X Machina. three point five. I didn't say Oh that. X my, okay good. Yeah, good. Oh good. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the shit. Was well, that, that yours? The right? What were the?
1: What was the? Give us the whole. The whole no, Ex Machina
3: was mine. Uh, Good job, yeah. Jim. In order of of best to least best, Ex uh, Machina at three point five, Annihilation. Or okay. sorry, Tenant at three point four three, Annihilation at three point four, Equilibrium two point seven eight, and Man from Earth two point seven five.
0: All
2: right. Those first three though are really close and grade. They're like yeah. right, yeah.
0: Keep yeah. kissing cousins. Yeah. I think that <laughs> yeah, X Machina yeah. is the, the correct, is the correct high choice, I, we don't have to belabor the argument you all can just agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be great. Um, I agree no, with it just you. it just had such a slick it just had such a slick look and it was and it did the concept, and somehow it got those effects in it, and it and it really was punching above its weight class in a way that yeah, that i that yeah, it just it it does it, I think deserves the highest uh score. I can spit Yeah, that keep going, Ben. Keep going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll reach. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, X machina would have easily been the ones I would have chosen to. So, um, love that film. So, yeah, it was. So, uh, long live the king of this one. Let's find out though uh, what we're going to watch Hell for yeah. series ten. It's time yeah. to roll the dice. And we are going to find out what the first Eastern animation film that we're going to watch for series 10. This is going to be, man, I love this, this category. Be, this will be, be a fun one. Shit. I think the audience will, will enjoy watching along with us too, because um, the rewatchability of anime movies that, that are good, that work, I think is probably maybe higher than a lot of live action movies. For some reason, I don't know. At least in my case, I tend to rewatch a lot of them. So, let us without further ado, who's rolling? I think it's Devin. It's yeah. Devin. All right. Without roll further ado, one, Devin. if you have your dice, and and what are you rolling? A six sided, five, ten sided. Five. five. I'm just rolling a five because I'm on uh, random virtual video. dice. All right. Yeah. Let's roll our VR dice and find out what we're watching. Series ten. Can you believe it's here? Drum roll go. please Series ten, baby.
3: That's a four. Ooh, it's a four. four.
0: Would you roll a down four is a movie called Wonderful Days, aka, also known as, for those of you who don't know what that means, Blue Sky. And this came out in 2003, and um, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this. Anime Dow and Anime Flicks are the two platforms in which it's currently streaming. So go check it out. Wonderful day a.k.a. Blue Sky came out in 2003. Anime Dow and Anime Flicks. Uh, don't correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Write me an email. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Just, And we there's uh... All the weebs are furiously typing as we speak. I hope so speak to me let's let's hear from you um and so if if you do want to submit for audience choice uh until it's uh revealed that we have watched the audience choice we still accept submissions so uh if you have an idea of what you might want us to watch for series 10 head on over to redheadmedia.com slash audience choice um couple of clicks and a couple of words and you can submit your own and we may watch it on the show and discuss it and all that stuff so go ahead and check it out okay so i think that done we do have a little show business to take care of or maybe a lot of show business Mm. actually let's check in with our show business sound drop
3: how much do you know about show business,
0: Mr. Valiant? Only there's no business like it. No business I know. That's a good clip. It's the truth. Yeah. Please, we laugh Uh retraction. I know. I like that one a lot. It was a late edition in a goodie. Uh a retraction. I regret nothing from last episode. Now we did say we'd see you next week. Uh if the lie detector <laughs> determined that was a lie. Um, we had a move. We had COVID. We had general life bullshittery get in the way. Oh, life. Thank you for being so difficult and rewarding. Um, but I'll say this for what it's worth. We will make every effort to release on schedule for Series 10. I'm super excited about Series 10. I cannot wait uh, to get this up and running next series. And we'll bring you, we'll be sure to bring you more content and uh, plus the show ever more on on into infinity until rapture we part um so we sincerely apologize and ask that you bear with us as we strive to be better fan emails you can write to ben at redhenmedia.com and tell us how great we're doing and we may respond to the show uh no seriously let us know how we're doing did are we great yeah we know this but if you want to like you know pile on fine uh or did we do something wrong Did you arrive at the same conclusions as James Pepe and therefore discover objective truth? You'd be right. Yeah, that's right. Objectively so. Uh, What segment of the show is your favorite? And most importantly, we want to know where you're listening from. Write to us and we may choose your email to read and respond to on the show. We have more listeners than ever. So uh, it's interesting to see where the downloads come from. And that's kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's neat neat thing Very okay cool. so, i'm um, so
1: glad we got a download from estonia that made me so happy the
0: cockles A couple of warmed. them a couple of them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that was neat oh, um, man, we had some we had some cool ones this week but i i'm i at the top of my head i'd have to look i i don't i don't remember but it's it's always some we had some from morocco that was recent that was kind of neat oh uh, yeah, but yeah they're cool. kind of all over the place they're, you know just uh, throw a throw a uh, rock at a globe and um your mom will ground you for the week. So don't do as that. You, as but you yeah, you will Yeah, that's what it does. At a glass globe. As the as turn of phrase goes. Isn't that goes. <laughs> isn't that, that, that old children's yeah. tale from the sea? I think, yeah, that's that old, <laughs> throw that a old pebble, yarn. Throw, throw a pebble of the glass globe. <laughs> <laughs> your mom will surely ground you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right, we got something to do, that guys. Saw. Let's celebrate a certain person who won this series who Dundee Award? Let's find out. Let's award the trophy and the prizes. Let's celebrate. I hope it's me. Um, I have buttons to push. Yeah, I bet. keep hoping. Keep that <laughs> hope alive. <laughs> I hope it's me too. Me too. I I hope it's me as well. Esteemed guests, welcome to the Who Dundee Awards, where we present the winner of this series Who Done It competition with their trophy. This prestigious honor is to be conferred upon the co-host with the most points at the end of the series, here to forthwith. Now, here to present the award is former Who Dundee champion, me! Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Two-time champion. Two-time champion. Yeah, get it right, soundbite. Okay, <laughs> uh, someone's handing me an envelope. Thank you, uh, my producer from off-camera. and uh, <laughs> get some drum roll and uh, open this thing up and find out who the winner is. It is Jim Scott. Now three times. Oh. Food Dundee oh, award shit. winner. Congratulations Jim, the Jim
1: He's the winningest.:
0: Yes. Right? Yay, and, uh, Thank you. He is the winningest Thank you. And um, again, he has won the Hottest in the Office Award and a Fantasy Dragon Pen. And through the magic of the internet, uh, we will be handing Jim his awards. Yeah, that no, order sort of is working. Perfect. Okay, perfect. good. Yes, Nailed it. Nailed it. That's how it works. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank oh, you, you pen, so much. A but that's okay. Yeah. That's a different monitor <laughs> at Jim's house. So the color, of course, it's the great. color space would be different.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the contrast
0: <laughs> is off I'm and not enjoy about production value anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And enjoy your uh, twenty-five dollar <laughs> gift card. Uh don't spend it all in one place. Actually, you probably already have. <laughs> so enjoy your winning sir. And well done.
2: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. fans. feel free to the I
0: I I I
3: thank
2: God. I thank my mom. Um, John Oldman.
4: <laughs> John Oldman. I thank John Oldman. I
0: thank John Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> oh shit. Well done. Three times. So let's uh, let's talk about standings here. Jim, you're at three. I've won twice. What 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 are you at, Devin?
3: What are you at? That Everyone has won twice except for Jim. He has won three
0: times. Wow. Okay. So Jim's just taking the lead with this one. All right. Yeah. All right. And Cat has won once, but she's been off the show uh, due to work and stuff. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how she does when she gets back. Um, okay. So let's talk about.
3: Devin had something to. to I back.
0: was just gonna okay. say. So I was let's, gonna say
3: Cat. <laughs> Cat wins every series if she doesn't have to record with us.
0: There you oh, go. Geez. That's it. She's the real winner here. <laughs> um, hi, Kat, if you're listening. Uh, we you're love you. We miss you. For not having her around. She's the winner. So, let's talk Series 10 prizes. Of uh, In oh, addition shit. to the prestigious Who Dundee Award for the Series 10, uh, you will win a $25 gift card and a fantasy sword head. Whoa! Just shit, get out dude. of the way of the Woo! mightiness! Look at All
1: this right. thing. All right. That looks awesome. Man, yeah. This just got real. Yep. Hell
0: Mike. yeah! yeah. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> only one of these <laughs> was ever made. <laughs> yeah. The only one in existence. Just to hand set that cra- up early. Just to stick that in the oh, mind. It's called plant pale. Oh, like, uh, We're doing it now. Plant that seed. Like
1: a. Uh, like fucking like what like nine were forged for the, for men and that's like, right. But that's we'll get to the like, rings. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> One to rule
0: them all. Yeah. One yeah. pen to rule them all. This is actually the <laughs> yeah. pen. The pen is mightier than the sword. But you got both, so right. it's a philosophical discussion. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> great for parties. Whip this out, and you'll you'll be going over the finer points of everything Pepe enjoys discussing. Oh wow. As is my finer, under, pie, as is it. my as is my elementary understanding of philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right?
1: <laughs> pretty, pretty much,
0: yeah. yeah. Any okay, I
1: through, I just pontificate, and people just, are, you know, they. As long as they, I never have just, to think about just... it again,
0: <laughs> you guys do the thinking for me and tell me how to live my life. I'll yeah. buy your book. He he lays Drop on, on
3: a, if only if only it worked that way. <laughs> he lays on a I chaise. Know, right? He lays on a chaise lounge with olive yeah. branches in his hair and like a goblet of wine and just pontificates endlessly. Yep.
0: Speaking of which, let's just, for the audience who doesn't know, Pepe has begun his PhD program in Saint yeah. Louis. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis.
1: Yeah. St. Louis University. Yeah. So congratulations. Louis now.
0: He's moved. His background looks different for those watching. Um, yeah, thanks so much. And this. good good job, man. We're, we're all behind you there. Yeah, thanks. Um, fantastic adventure you're on. And uh, enjoy. And may you dig deeper and plumb the depths of of whatever you're pursuing, that I couldn't possibly fathom. The of.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I hope to do. I, I so far, uh, um, it's been it's been really nice. Everybody in the department's been really nice. All the other the that's other grad great. students I've been meeting, have been really nice. And yeah, it's been good.
0: Good job. Can't wait till you're Doctor Pepe because of all the Doctor Pepper graphics that that implies, <laughs> and we are going <laughs> to yeah. work that in. So. For my selfish, Day. selfish reasons, uh, Godspeed, friend. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna force you guys to address me as Doctor Pepe. <laughs> oh, I, I can't right? wait!
0: Are you kidding me? You can't not have <laughs> me call you Doctor Pepe once that happens. I will never
1: not call you yeah. that, Professor. Right, I'm too. on board. Yeah, yeah. All right. Either you guys can no, choose. Like I'll
3: let you guys choose. Professor Pepe Doctor or Professor Pepe, Pepe. Pepe does sound like a Marvel character. It does have a nice alliteration.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's, got, it's But got, Dr. Got a Pepe with the Dr. Uh, Pepper kit. thing. I don't know. It, it works for me both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, well done. I hope you're enjoying St. Louis and your pursuits there. And uh, Dude, one of the uh, best of luck.
1: One of the first things I did when I got here was there was a guy in the department who was doing his dissertation defense. And I went because they, they invited everybody. And we were all, we all after he did it, we all went out into like a little side room and waited. And the, the other professors like talked about it. And then one of them just came out and were like and was like, uh, you passed, you are now uh, do- uh like Dr. Simpson. And I was like, Fuck, it, it just happened. Like she just the yep. woman just spoke it I into w. existence and it, Dude, and it became true. Imagine if they had yeah. this though,
3: and they could truly <laughs> I know, I know. do it
0: right. <laughs> Rise,
3: doctor Pepe, most yeah, refreshing yeah.
0: of all doctors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, right. But yeah, anyway. it, was, it was wild. He just, like, it went, like, the moment before, he wasn't, and then he was, and it was super cool.
0: Amazing. it be like yeah. that sometimes, as Steven says. Yeah. Um, cool. Right. Well, keep, keep it up, and I'm glad you're sticking with the show, at least for now, and we hope that you do have time to come play with us still. Yeah. Man, um, we'll try to best. make that happen. Please do, yeah. Things will get, things will so get here on
1: the ends of the semesters, probably. I, I feel we'll you.
0: See. I feel you. We'll check in. All right. Well, congratulations yeah. again. Okay. So I think Thanks. that you're quite well, well done. Uh, I think that about wraps things up. It's usually where the show ends, nothing else happens.
1: Something else is supposed to happen but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Just one more thing.
0: Okay, my Mima answered the door. This <laughs> Lieutenant Columbo, um, and she's being taken away. Apparently, she did something. I don't know. I'll, I'll find out later. Uh, Mima, just get the public defender. It'll be fine. Um, no, that's Lieutenant Columbo here, as usual, to tell us we do have time for just one more thing. And I'll change the chapter over. Uh this is the this is the segment of the show where uh each co-host just shares a little something something from outside the show. And uh we're supposed to keep them brief. We'll see how we do. Um I want to show off my t-shirt really quick because I really like this one. Yeah. Oh nice. is, uh, I'll, I'll narrate. It's uh, a most size cool. Cantina shirt that kind of looks like you're going to like it's set up to look like you're going to like a either a dive bar or maybe like a brewery or something um so well done whoever came up with that design i love it love it it's pretty cool um yeah so my other thing as you might have guessed is um sandman's out i have been a huge fan of the sandman for 25 years and for those who i couldn't twist their arm enough to listen to the audiobook it is now in an accessible format that Translated surprisingly well, considering this was considered for a long time to be unfilmable. Uh, and so, if you haven't, I'm probably late, to think you can go check it out. They even released uh, a bonus episode this week. If, if you guys weren't aware, you may already be aware of that, too. It's, uh, it was a nice little bonus episode. They adapted a couple of um, more stories from the comic. So, go check that out. Right, Devin?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> you might like it. Uh sandman, Sandman's never been a thing i didn't like it's just i've, I've never had any interest I, I love neil gaiman too like i love neil gaiman i've read many of his books i just always every time i look at a sandman comic my brain is just like static it's just i have zero interest i cannot make myself interested in it i don't know why <laughs> it's just like i i don't know i just can't can't get into it
0: i'd be super interested if you threw on the first episode and and watch it until he breaks out at least Because the story really is the catalyst of when he escapes. And I'm not going to give away more than that. But uh, I believe you'll find it to be a unique voice of storytelling um, and take myth into some interesting directions. And it's also hidden worlds just behind the surface world, which I believe is something you like. So, but prove me wrong. Watch it and tell me you hate it. I don't know. Uh, I can't wait. and I also can't wait for Jim to check it out because I'm pretty sure Jim's gonna really love the Sandman. Jim, have you? Did you read the comics? Are you aware of it at all? Where are you with the um, Sandman?
4: No,
2: no. Um, I'm. I am aware of Neil Gaiman peripherally. I think I have American Gods somewhere on my bookshelf. Okay. Um, but it's got I, I knew it was stuff. a comic book series, but I haven't. I haven't checked it out. For some reason, it got in my head that 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 it was some type of Marvel superhero or some type of superhero-ish character and so I'm not okay. very interested in like it was DC. This modern age of superheroes yeah okay so DC'd what happened
0: it. was neil gaiman took like the most unpopular shitty title that they had and made it into the coolest fucking new twist on any yeah. that kind of reinvented superheroes or at least Surpassed the genre in a way that maybe seldom other comics have been. What am I trying to say here? That few other comics have reached Transcend. that level of acclaim. Yeah, the trans, mm-hmm. that transcends. That have yeah exactly that transcends transcends the, giant, um, the genre. However, a lot I just of think based on that was
1: the artist though
0: was the I mean, artist, but he, I think the stories is, hold up as well too. But yes, yeah, but the, the, art, the, 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 art the art was, was beautiful.
1: Like so avant garde and weird and, and
0: It was weird and cool and i i loved Especially it
3: back
0: the then first yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it did an interesting job there um but i would i would argue that the story also holds up because i otherwise wouldn't have uh, oh, yeah, suggested the the audiobook which was a, a basically a direct translation of the of the comics that i read but jim i think you'll just like it based on the gothic or totally breaking my own rules here segment canceled. sure Devin,
3: sorry <laughs> uh, that's it. Right. A- I have a short and simple one this week. It's a repeat customer. Uh, It is a book. There is no anti-memetics division by Quantum. This is, for people who don't remember or didn't listen, this is uh, Pepe's recommendation from last week on one more thing. And, uh, yeah, it's a fascinating book that is, like, impossible to describe, basically. (laughs) Um, Like, uh, Pepe already kind of talked about what, what you can talk about about the plot, Last week, so go back and listen to that. But um, what I wanted to highlight about it is that this is a incredibly rereadable book. It's very short for one. Uh, the exact page count, it's about 222 pages. So not long at all. Small, like pocket-sized book. And it does this great thing that I love in books where you have almost like it's incredibly opaque when you first start, fascinating, but opaque. And as you read it, you get more and more context up until the very end. You're constantly getting more and more context to put everything else into context for lack of a better word um and then as soon as you end it's like wow oh my god i need to rewatch. i need to reread this with that context like i you know i immediately had that origin if i didn't have if i didn't have a million other books on my reading list i would have immediately reread it um but yeah i highly nice, recommend nice. it it's like seven bucks on right. Amazon. go get it
0: i will and I, nice. i just want to say that was pepe's originally one more thing a little while ago and devin's following up for those don't know i'd also like to say that i i got the audiobook for the gene wolf uh series i only got about half of the first chapter yeah yeah i haven't gotten too deep into it yet but that is definitely my next uh audiobook that i'm that i'm checking out so you're two for two on those uh what do you have again are you gonna go three for three let's hear what you got this week
1: so this week I'm actually going to give I'm going to give two. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give two, but they're both really short. So the first one is a show um that was a British show but now you can watch it like legitimately on YouTube called Taskmaster. And the show, I'm going to describe it. It's a pretty simple like concept. They they get five comedians and they tell them to do silly things and then they award them points for how well they did those silly things. Um, I already love it. And it's super fun. It's like total easy to watch like requires no work on your part uh which has been good for me and all the moving and stuff yeah it's super fun the other one i want and so the youtube channel is called taskmaster but if you type taskmaster into youtube you'll find it it has full episodes and, and clips too um the other youtube channel i want to talk about real quick is called great art explained and as it might suggest it has like 15 minute videos um just talking about a piece of great art that you probably are familiar with have probably seen before and it just tells you a little bit more about the piece of art why it's considered great and just helps you appreciate it more um it has a few longer videos like it has um it has like an hour-long one on uh Hieronymus Bosch's like I think it's called the Garden of earthly delights i think that's what it's called yeah so yeah, if yeah. you want some yeah. if you want some longer listening to you can do that but most of them are like 15 to 20 minute videos about a piece of art that you're probably already familiar with and just if you want to find out more about it it goes down smooth and is a really cool uh thing so those are
0: my two right fantastic recommendations. thank you and yeah those were short and sweet thank you <clears throat> and uh unlike me the rebel of of this series okay and jim scott what have you got for us this week?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, as many of you fantasy enthusiasts, enthusiasts probably know, um, House of the Dragon is going to premiere tomorrow night on HBO Max. It's the um, Game of Thrones prequel. It deals with the Targaryens um, at a time when their dragons are alive. Uh, but that's not my one. Just one more thing. Um, Just one more thing is what that show is based on, Mm -hmm. which is Fire and Blood. And this book has been sitting on my shelf for a couple of years now, and I haven't read it yet, but it is going to be my palate cleanser because I'm reading Wheel of Time, and I'm 200 pages away from finishing the sixth installment. And so I am going to—
0: yeah i'm deep What's in there's Rand no way out now in the sixth book again yeah uh not <laughs> only ran
2: not only ran yeah it's a little bit of a slog but reading finishing the sixth book, i'll be past the slog yeah. but yes, uh egwin exactly. what what is interesting is what is happening to Eggwin, but i don't want to spoil that and that is not what my just one more thing's about it is Fire uh, and I'm Blood. my
0: best to get you off track
2: Yeah, I hear it. Uh, (laughs) And Byron Blood, to my understanding, it kind of like reads like a historical treatise, like with personal narratives, of course. Uh, Very similarly, I believe, to the Cimmerillion, Um, although I haven't read that book by Tolkien. I do believe that it is also an excerpt about elven history, ancestry, that kind of thing. Well, this has to do with the Targaryens. And so um, I'm going to enjoy the show and the book um here very very soon that's my I, just one more thing i gotta say
3: but, uh jim my that same book has been sitting in the back seat of my car for like three years just chilling in my car and i, have not I remember nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah i
2: think i commented on it when you gave me a ride yeah, yeah i commented so I gotta,
0: like, I gotta, like, I what's he doing
4: there <laughs> so
0: it'll be more than a prop of like you know showing off what you're reading right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, you know, should they, they should get someone to narrate the uh, audiobook. If you guys listen to uh, that podcast, um, what is it? Dangerous History? Oh, no, Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. Has anyone checked that one out? It's pretty popular. No. I, I know um, of it, but I don't think I've ever listened to it. If you ever check it out or if any of our listeners have checked it out, he has an amazing narrating voice, and he does, like, hardcore historical hmm. stuff. Kind of in this vein, it would be neat to cross over and do a fictional hardcore history based on something like that. That would be pretty neat.
2: Yeah, right, that would him. be Colum cool. It's an yeah. idea.
0: Force him to do it, someone.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. And we we all saw what you did there. You snuck in one more, just one more thing. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> Rebel. We're gonna we're gonna call Columbo on you, man. Yeah. Oh no!
0: <laughs> take, take
1: him away, Columbo
0: it's uh, it's all just one more thing all the way down <laughs> Yeah, right. there's your philosophy okay I think that really is it gang we did it yeah indeed
1: nine seasons in the can going on to number ten that's right love it that's right we're hitting the double
0: digits now baby yeah let's hear it Dorothy
2: I think I'll miss you most of all
0: I'll miss you single digits but i'm looking forward to our double digits and triple digits if i can keep these guys enslaved to the show oh, for God. that long whoa <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> we'll see but let's handle our double digits uh with uh aplomb shall we uh we are it is time to say goodbye um that was aplomb wasn't it uh <laughs> hang on a second let me fix that oh, shit okay Okay. send off the single digits in style that's right okay (laughs) it is time to say what it is actually time to do is say goodbye so goodbye to the single digits and goodbye to the episode starting with mr devin
3: schwartz i have been devin schwartz you can find me at devin schwartz one on twitter and game over man game over
0: it is indeed and james pepe I
1: have been and still am James Pepe. Uh, thanks for uh, watching or listening. And I hope to see you back next week or in
0: two weeks, I guess. Yeah, right. Fortunate. And, gentlemen, Jim Scott. Yeah, I'm Jim Scott.
2: And farewell and take care, gentle listeners and friends.
0: Indeed. And this has been. I'll look at yours if you look at mine. And now that you've looked at ours, we hope to look at yours soon. If you enjoy the show, be sure to smash that like button. Kind of like Hulk style. Comment and subscribe, Pepe style. Ring the bell, me style, and give us a five-star review. No style. No one ever. We don't ever get five-star <laughs> reviews. That doesn't happen. But you should give us one. Break that ground. Dot your eyes, Cross your T's. Sign here. Initial here. And don't forget to tell your friends. And today's sentiment, may we outlive our own artifacts and celebrate together with Johnny Walker Green. But that's for you guys, though. Make mine a McCollum every time. (laughs) And remember to watch Wonderful Days, a.k.a. Blue Sky, 2003 on Anime Dow and Anime Flicks for next show, Series 10. We'll see you then. Until next time, keep on looking. <laughs>